point. That's Beautiful. Wow. Oh, Charlotte. Great. Charlotte was already trying to stir things up between Asuka, the SmackDown Women's Ooh. Champion, still, and Becky Lynch oh. earlier this week, and down to the Iconics. Lacey Evans has eliminated both of the Iconics. Do you get eliminated? What'd you say? We've been Does eliminated? it look like we've been eliminated? Oh, Captain Obvious over here. Yeah, we've been eliminated. We're just studying that hey? question. Hey? You got a journalism for that? Welcome to the Wrestling House Show. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And welcome to episode 120 of the Wrestling House Show, which you can find on cnjradio.com. And this is the first, technically the first episode for 2019. This is the January wrap-up. Four weeks, four pay-per-views, lots of stuff to talk about. And yeah. we, got a, we got a little bit of a minor announcement here. We're not uh, radically changing formats, but we're changing how you listen to the show just slightly. Yes. So, Chris, uh, go ahead and explain it to the folks out there because you're better at those things. All right. Uh, yeah, we, me personally, over this past year, I've noticed that we've even talked about on the show how when we do these once a month, the stuff that happens at the beginning of the month we're talking about feels so far away. We tried to brainstorm how to make things more current so that the, by the time you listen to this, which is like a month and a half after some of this stuff happens, it doesn't feel old. It feels current and main thing for me was like pay-per-views. I want to talk about pay-per-views quicker than we had been doing. Sure. And so what we're going to be doing, uh, starting with the next episode, is we're going to go bi-weekly with the episodes. It's going to be every two weeks we're going to try to get an episode recorded and get it out. So maybe the oldest thing on the show will be three weeks behind. Yeah, and, and for my memory, that's going to help me out. That's why I'm yeah. 100% on board with this. Because I was like, oh yeah, that match sometimes. And not that it's anything that I picked for like maybe match of the week or anything. Right. But I can't immediately reference it in my head. You right. know, like an opening match or a mid-card match or yeah. something like that. So it's just gonna, everything's going to be fresher on the brain. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with it. And hopefully the two weeks at a time will bring the runtime of the shows down so you're not having to sit there for two and a half almost three hours i think as we got pretty close to three hours yeah towards the end of last year it's going to help us it's going to hopefully you're going to enjoy more wrestling house show yeah more episodes more, yeah, more episodes more in depth yes <laughs> and also a little bit we kind of did this on the december 2018 episode about how we're actually doing the episodes the way we present the episodes is that we're going to be talking about each show pretty much if there's something to talk about on the show is we're going to be doing that first and then we're going to save our matches of the week and the month and everything until the end of the show and in the new format with the every two weeks of course we won't get the matches of the month every single episode but we'll it'll always be there we'll let you know and we're going to do it and we're going to keep better track of it this year yes. as far as uh, for our year-end show yes because man, uh, that that cramming last it minute was, thing yeah, that was rough. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we didn't, learned didn't do ourselves a favor by not keeping track of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, so those are our New Year's resolutions, and so hopefully they will benefit everyone out there as well as us. So you want to get to January? Lots to talk about. Yes. All right. So what do you want to start with, Chris? I want to start with Wrestle Kingdom because. Oh, yeah. 
That's truly the beginning that of the year. That was the first thing that I saw because I was behind in WWE going into the month. I had oh, a lot okay. of stuff going on. Yeah, me too, actually. And so. Wrestle Kingdom happens every year, January 4th. So it was, and we watched it like the night after it happened, I think. Yeah, it was really, yeah. really close to live. I don't think I, I don't remember getting any spoilers either. I, I don't think I did. I don't think I did either. Yeah, so JR the, didn't ruin anything yeah. for me this time. The only thing. I got half spoiled was that we were told that someone got injured on the show. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, And I yeah. think we knew the match that it happened in. Oh. So I think I think I did. I don't know. But, you know, see, it was so long ago. I yes, I know. Like, all the way, it's been exactly a month pretty much from this yeah, recording. So. Yeah. I mean, I love all the Wrestle Kingdoms. It's the best of the best for New Japan every single year. Uh, there were some surprises in the show this year, though. Yes. I thought, anyway. The main event was a big yeah. surprise to me. Well, the surprise overall on the show for me was it wasn't like any of the other New Japan shows that I saw over the course of 2018 because I saw three of them. Mm-hmm. And they all had the thing where they just keep inclining. This one was yeah. a little This one was a little up and down, actually. It was, it was different because it's not just the big shows. Like, you saw Dominion, Wrestle Kingdom, and one of the uh, American shows, I think. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they usually matches get longer and more exciting pretty much on a like a, a scale i'm doing my hands it's an incline the bar, it's a full incline yeah. with no drop yes exactly not but this like one, wwe pay-per-views yeah this one had some dips not necessarily i don't think there was anything bad on the no, show no no but, but they were spacing out the the big matches a little bit more i wouldn't say like wwe does because i'll talk about some weird yeah. booking later on when we talk about the rumble <laughs> but it was i guess i'll just get right to it like the second match of the night or I think it was actually the first, technically the first one, because that gauntlet match, I think, was the pre-show match, wasn't it? Oh, okay. I think it was. Not sure. Okay. (laughs) Regardless, talking about the never open weight championship between Will Ospreay and Kota Ibushi, which I thought was a great match. Um, It was a great opener, but it was one of those where super exciting, and then it, it dipped a bit, I think. After that, it, yeah, after not that match. it wasn't bad. Yeah. Not that the next match was bad. Yeah. It was the junior tag team titles. Yeah, it was good, but Osprey and Ibushi is a very high profile yeah. match. I would have put that match in the middle as like the big middle high profile yeah. match before we get to the two major titles. So yeah. halfway through the match is basically the third to last match almost yeah. for these shows because the other ones are going to be close to an hour apiece. That's right. kind of almost tradition now. Yeah. Like, yeah. like. It seems like the second to last match goes about 30 to 45 minutes, yeah. and the other one could go anywhere from 45 to an hour 15, you know, you know, you don't even know. I think this year so, it was it was about 40 minutes, okay. so it was a little bit shorter than some right. of the, the previous ones had been. That's probably but smart. It, Tanahashi, once again, yeah, Tanahashi they, was in the main event, so maybe he just can't go as long as, maybe, as the younger yeah, guys anymore. Maybe, yeah, yeah, uh, But that, that first proper match, the first non-gauntlet match, that, yes. that was, uh, man, it was like, that really set the tone for the show yeah. for me. And I was like, wow, who's going to beat that? Yeah, exactly. That's really what how it started for me. And I mean, because Osprey and Ibushi, we saw, we've talked about it before on our WrestleMania weekend when we saw them get in the ring together in that big tag match. Yeah, and the buzz. The crowd went nuts. Yeah. And so, I went nuts. I mean, yeah. it, it was something that I wanted to see too. So full circle for that. That was a big yeah. delivery. Yeah. It was, it was a really good match. This was the match uh, where Ibushi got concussed. Uh, not a fan of Osprey's finisher, that like backhand thing. Mm-hmm. I don't like it very much. Okay. It looks dangerous. Yeah. So many people are doing versions of that now. Yeah. It's but just he just like... slapped him in his head. And yeah. I don't know if that's what hurt Abushi because he hit his head on the post too. I think that's right where before. it came that's from. That's probably where it came from. Yeah. So. But I don't know. I Osprey 
I love the guy. He's great. He's talented. I like him. But on Twitter, he's he's kind of a heel sometimes because people have been saying stuff about his style because he's reckless. He is to his own body. Sure. And he has he's, been. He's, I think. he's the he's the dynamite kid yeah. of this generation. He's literally said that he doesn't really care so much about his own body and he's mentioned dynamite kid people have brought that up he's people like well i'm gonna do this because this is what i'm gonna do it as long as i can until i can't anymore and if i get crippled basically then it is what it is and i saw i don't remember the exact tweet i'd have to go look it up so don't quote me on this but he was saying basically after debuting his new finisher that just just hit punches the guy in the head basically in the back of the head without him being able to see it coming. Sure. And he said, basically, people talked about my style and didn't want me to hurt myself, so I'm not going to hurt myself anymore. I'm not going to shorten my own career. I'm going to shorten other people's careers. Oh, okay. It's almost a direct quote from what he said, and I don't think that's very cool. I don't like that. Yeah, whether he's playing it up or not. Yeah, I'm sure he is, but still, it's like... mm, He's hanging out with the wrong crowd, Chris. You're right. (laughs) But I still love the guy. Yeah. I love Ibushi. I, that, it was a oh, good match. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, we did get another WrestleMania uh, callback. Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii. We yeah. saw that match for the British Heavyweight title. We saw that exact match where Ishii beat Sabre. We saw that match again at Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah. 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 So with a different outcome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sabre. Like every title, I think every title changed hands at Wrestle Kingdom. Gotcha. Uh, every title that was up. The only one that didn't change hands was the six-man tag team title because it wasn't defended. It was a number one contender match. Gotcha. Pretty sure that's the case. I'm looking over my notes right now. I think. It well, is yeah, it. I mean, yeah, that's a. Uh, I do recall those major matches. There were title changes yeah. for sure. So, and it's like, and it, there's so many titles in New Japan. Every match except for one was a title match. Yeah, yeah. We we say this. It's it's like it's like we're getting paid to say this on every show. Like get get the new japan feed yeah uh watch that show and if you're a fan of real wrestling pro wrestling i mean you've got american commentators i don't think we mention that every time you have yeah. your american commentators that can tell the story yeah. and that's i mean what else is holding you back really yeah. nothing nothing yeah no it's it's this. really great i i think i mean yeah you can watch it on access if you have access cable yeah. it's so delayed though like yeah and wrestle is. kingdom was on there but it takes them like a month to show yeah. everything and i do think that kevin kelly does a better job of calling the shows than jr and um what's his josh face? josh barnett yeah barnett yeah, uh, yeah I, cyrus and kelly are a better yeah. team overall like yeah. Barnett brings that table down. Yeah. And JR, if, if he had a better partner, it'd probably be a yeah. bit different story. But, you know, yeah. And Don Callis isn't there all the time. Um, yeah. He's on the big shows, but he's not on, on every show. But yeah. they have a good uh, guy there that can translate what's going on in the ring in real time. Gotcha. So Chris Charlton, I think is yeah. his name. I follow him on Twitter now. He's right, and he was on guy. the show this time. Yeah, and yeah. he was on there, and he does a really good job of explaining everything. Yes. He he is no uh, uh, Yoshitatsu. I was going to say, damn, we can take yeah. him on me. Like, I was going to say, he's not like Yoshi. No. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, they, they really got their commentary game. Like, it's it's real good at this point. So. No, they better be. Yeah. <laughs> they got them public, basically. Yeah. So. But this, I do want to mention a couple other things. I love Kushida, you know, the Back to the Future guy. Oh, yeah. He actually did the thing. He brought out um, Taguchi as uh, Duck Brown. Duck Brown. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and this was his last hurrah, really. It wasn't his last match, but we learned after 
that Kushida was leaving to go overseas. Like, he's he has not he's not said where he's yeah. going, but he's definitely coming to America. Yeah, that's interesting. You never really hear that announcement, you right? Know? So yeah, it's like I'm. So say hello to America, you yeah. know, that's where I'm going and we'll just see who wants me. Yeah. Like he's going to go out there and yeah. go, hello, Pretty see much. who meets him at the airport. Yeah, you know, maybe, I, you know, I, I got to say, like if he doesn't, if he hadn't touched down, if he's already here, yeah. if he didn't get here and there wasn't like five different cars right. that had five different <laughs> signs for him, signs, yeah. then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. This guy's a, this guy's a superstar. He's super great. He's super yeah. fun. And uh, yeah, I think he'll do great anywhere he goes. You don't even have to teach him theatrics at this point. Yeah, right. You know, so where do you want him to go, Chris? I'm putting you on the spot. I, I mean, do you think he'll thrive wherever he goes? Will WWE give him that proper chance? I think so, because I think historically WWE has not given people who don't speak English perfectly a really good shot, but that's changed over these past couple of yeah. years. Um, Asuka um, Nakamura speaks English fine. Yeah, um, he just chooses not to. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> even if they need a mouthpiece, they give a mouthpiece. Sure. Oscar doesn't even really need a mouthpiece. She lets yeah. her actions do her talking, and when yeah. she does talk, like it's it's good. So yeah. they they figured it out finally after sure. after decades. You know, what do you think will be? I mean, financially, WWE is always the thing, but maybe not even that may not be the case anymore. Yeah, all elite is is uh. They've apparently got an open-ended checkbook. We've I, heard about these things yeah. before, but... I'd it, love to see him go to All Elite, actually. Because uh, um, I think he I would mean, do... obviously, Kenny's a fan. Kenny hasn't yeah. committed yet either. Though, yeah. So. Uh, I think Kushida... I think All Elite. I would say All Elite. Okay. I think it would, he could help build that brand because he is such a lovable guy and he's so good. I've seen him in Ring of Honor. I like him in Ring of Honor, but... Uh, he's kind of done that, you know. Yeah. Apparently, Ring of Honor's contracts—they must not be too bad because yeah. there's a handful of talent that have been re-signing with them and not, yeah. uh, not even negotiating. That's really? the other thing. And they even—they they had a major coup signing Bandito. Yeah. I mean, that That's was true. nobody yeah, yeah. expected him to just go. I'm Ring of Honor. Yeah. And like, he didn't even like. I mean, apparently, he entertained some offers. Yeah. But he was just like. I'm signing with Ring of Honor. I was like, wow. wow. That's cool. And so I got to hand it to them. That was a huge score. I heard I heard WWE was real pissed about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, he's he's definitely got a lot of buzz to him. Yeah. And I yeah. could have seen him going anywhere. He'd have, he'd have been yeah. fine anywhere. Yeah. Well, maybe except for Lucha Underground because I heard that they're, they're, right. they got troubles. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, saw him recently working for Ring of Honor. Went to a live show and he had a insanely good match with silas young nice. if you have a chance to find that somewhere go look that one up that was my live match of the month awesome just putting it right out there all right <laughs> so, cool. Cool. doing a little bonus award here tonight so um yeah all elite i i think all elite would be the way to go too yeah it's getting back to the main idea we were talking about yeah of course yeah all right other than that, just real quick, uh, Jay White versus Okada. I thought it was good. Great to see the Rainmaker back. Because you were asking me, like, why are they going nuts? And yeah. it was because he's been his hair has been red and he's been wearing, like, the long tights or the pants. Sure. And when he took off his stuff, he was wearing the shorts, the Rainmaker shorts, and he had the, the, the platinum hair. So that was, that was cool to see. I was trying to think if anybody in the world wrestling wise could do that and get that kind of reaction yeah. at this point yeah. i don't really see that happening even in america because yeah. i think they're so jaded yeah. can you think of anybody that could go back to that look you know like i don't know anybody that you know like i mean everybody that could do that is all kind of old doesn't have any gas yeah. in the tank so okada obviously still has gas in the tank yeah. 
I was like, is that like Jericho showing up with like rock star pants oh, and right. the Bam Bam hairdo yeah. again? I, I don't even know if that would get even, the same reaction. I, that's the closest thing I could think of because that's what I thought of when you were trying to come up with the yeah. kind of equal thing. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, that's the only one I could think of right yeah. now. So, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Jericho, Intercontinental title match, Jericho Ooh. versus Tatsuya Naito. Oh, so cool. Nice rematch from Dominion there. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's a fun feud to follow because they... There's there's a lot of backstage stuff you yeah. can watch press conferences social media, and Jericho definitely plays the heel really well yeah. when he's being interviewed about these matches coming up. He's very good at promoting these things, yeah. and uh, so you could just he had that sense that they just hated each other more yeah. even more so than the first time, which is kind of saying yeah. something. And so I just love it. I mean, yeah, because Jericho was able to get Naito to react to something, and Naito's tranquilo way more tranquilo than like andrade even like he's very just like just stuff happens then he'll do like this explosion of offense and then he just lets stuff happen but jericho got him angry and fighting um, yeah. not the whole time sure. but he did get reactions out of him which which was cool i liked it when we were watching the match i think when it was over because jericho hit some of the young lions on his way out i think yeah. i think this was the match where afterwards like when naito was leaving he did too and and you were like, why is he doing that for? And it's like, he, well, he's still a heel. Like Los Ingo Bernables are bad guys. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I got caught up in it. Yeah, I no, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's so people love him so much, but yeah, he's kind of a jerk still. Well, it's weird. there are different he's, layers though because yeah. you know, guy jeans, you know, like they're they have to be the most hated by default, right? right? I mean, come on. Uh, debatable eh, but 99 percent of the time right maybe 95 eh, debatable at this point it's, it's debatable i mean okay. omega loved so it's but I'm saying depends on who it is but heel versus heel since you said it yeah, is, yeah. They're, they're gonna sure they're gonna root for their own version i mean that's just the way it sure, is sure, sure. I, I get it sure. so not not mad about it yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i said this over and over again just fun seeing this chapter of jericho's career that we yeah. never saw coming when it first Ooh. happened and the fact that it's still going on yeah and he still seems very interested to do it with the all elite signing yeah. you know i mean because this is this is something we haven't really talked about so much you yeah. know this is the beginning of the year they had that press conference at yeah. the beginning of the year and jericho is officially with all elite yeah. wrestling he was so, one of the first guys to officially sign yeah or publicly i guess he was he was the closer of the press conference the yeah. definitely seen as the oh, game yeah, the game changing right. guy you know because like oh yeah good night everybody and then jericho comes out yeah. it's a surprise Pac uh, was a big game changer for me oh, too seeing him at the press conference dude and he has more years to give for yeah. sure i would think yeah. but uh the thing about the, what's going to be interesting and this is why we talked i alluded to the fact that kenny hasn't committed yet yeah uh seeing what's going to happen there as of this recording there is no announcement to any kind of cooperative yeah. crossover between all elite and new japan yeah right now new japan is aligned with ring of honor yeah. so that's that's an issue as far as like getting any kind of crossover there like yeah. if everybody wants to play ball that would be really neat but at the same time Let's say, let's say you are all elite. Is that maybe to your advantage at this point to play ball with other places, or do you just go for? I don't know. It's interesting because you go for the bubble. Like, do you become that? If you want to be yeah. WWE, you're gonna to have to kind of be a bubble, maybe, uh, maybe, so, sort of. If you want to rise above the rest of the independent promotions, when I say independent, everything other than WWE sure, is what I'm sure, talking yeah. about. <laughs> but it is interesting because before all elite kind of happened it felt like everybody just kind of went wherever they really wanted to i know there were 
working relationships. New Japan and Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor and Stardom have working relationships. But for the most part, you would see these people at all these different shows, um, just all over the place, yeah. European, Japanese, American, and they would all just be felt like interchangeable. But with All Elite and this coming out, that it's kind of exclusive deals, it feels a little yeah. bit different now. Yeah, I had heard rumblings that like uh, Ray Phoenix and El Pentagon Jr. Mm-hmm. are actually going to get a contract with All Elite, but it's going to be the first one where they're going to let them still work Mexico. Oh, that makes now, sense. Now, that is a different variable, yeah. obviously. I think that should be a different variable yeah. because you don't want to take that away from them. Yeah. That, that proves to have a good relationship, but they may keep them from, I mean, they won't be able to work Impact or Ring of Honor or... Yeah. PWG, maybe PWG. That's, That's more interesting, though. So, Are, do you know which promotions they work in Mexico? I think it's AAA currently. Okay, yeah. that makes sense because CMLL has a relationship with New maybe. Japan, so I wouldn't think that, that would be able to work. But who yeah, knows? So, yeah. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong about that. I know that someone's going to send me a. It's someone's going to correct me on that, but I feel like yeah. it's AAA, and, and I, that, I'm that's crew, probably right because yeah. I've never seen Pentagon in a New Japan show. Yeah, so. so. Yeah, a, this is a really interesting time yeah, to be a fan. It's, it's cool, it's, it's exciting. I will say this is, it has to be, because we've been through both now. I gotta say, I'm starting to feel the excitement uh, from that, the three brand era, the Money yeah, Night War yeah. with ECW factored in. It's starting to feel like that. Yeah, like so. Yeah, with uh, Impact not being a, a factor right. in this thing, it's WWE, All Elite, and I guess Ring of Honor slash New Japan is the third. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... Since that's as of press time, that's that's kind of what I have in my uh, that's my what bracket. we have in our heads, yeah, yeah. So this is really neat, and interesting, and I I like all of that. Yeah, that's the difference. I'm not rooting. Ag- I'm not really rooting against anybody right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for all of them to succeed. And, yeah. and have great things happen. Yeah, so because initially we were like, hey, fucking shut down WCW for all I care. Yeah, that's right. that's how I felt. As long right. as ECW and WWE survived, I'm like, great. Yeah, do that. <laughs> so. Time will tell. But yeah, speaking of All Elite, the the last match, and we'll get out of sure, Wrestle Kingdom so sure. we can get to WWE stuff, but Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace versus the current champ, or then current champ, Kenny Omega. Um, we all know that Kenny Omega has left, and we were just talking about we haven't heard where he signed, but I thought it was a great match. At the time we watched this, I didn't know about any of this stuff, about yeah. him leaving. I don't think he publicly announced it. No, they didn't. They, um, waited, until they, were, they waited until the yeah. whole show was done. And I didn't yeah. know any rumblings. If there were rumors, I didn't know about them. Yeah. So I was fully engaged in this match. And yeah, it was. I still think the Okada run, like those feuds, that was the best thing he's done. Yeah. But this was a really good match. It was interesting because with... Omega and Okada, it felt like, yeah, they were rivals and they wanted to beat each other and they didn't really like each other so much, but they had like this respect, yeah. I think. It felt like that. But with Tanahashi, they were building it up to where there was no respect. It was either old, way. It, it was old guard versus new yeah, guard. For it was sure. really interesting and it was. And they made me feel that all which yeah. is within like the three minute package yeah. they showed me because I didn't exactly. really have a lot of background on this. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't see a lot of Tanahashi stuff. Yeah. So this, this was a cool journey for me also. It was, yeah, because. Tanahashi is the guy that carried New Japan through the dark years. That's kind of how they put it, but it's true. Sure. And Omega is yeah. the guy right yeah. now. Young, young and skinny, as David Lee Roth says. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it was really cool and like real drama, but real simple. The older guy, younger guy. And yeah. it was, I don't know, it was He kind of gave really into the new thing here and there. Like you could, yeah. 
that's the psychology that I saw in the match. Like, I'm not going to get into all this newfangled yeah, stuff. Yeah, but he kind of had to. But then he leaned into it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's finally like, ooh, maybe yeah. something has happened. And I thought that was going to be his downfall. Yeah. Uh, he adapted. Maybe he'll keep doing that. So yeah. I'm curious to see It'll what It'll be interesting if he kind of incorporates some of that. If his tile defenses are going to wind up being like that. So you yeah. watched a little bit on this, dude. Just as a quick question, you watched the New Year's Dash mm-hmm. uh, after that. Did you sense, like, everything's kind of different? Like, did it feel like the WWE fresh start? Like the, the, A little bit, because... Jay, Jay White being established as, like, really kind of the next guy. Yeah, because none of the elite guys were on that show at all. The Young Bucks, they were at Wrestle Kingdom. They weren't on New Year Dash. Yeah. And neither was Kenny Omega. Cody wasn't there. Um, so it was all just New Japan guys, basically. Yeah, no Jericho. No, no Jericho. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah, Jay White was the one, the person who made the big statement, and he's the one that at the end of the show, it was Jay White and Tanahashi in the ring talking to each other. New, the New Year Dash was the return of Yoshihashi, who had been injured months ago, and it was supposed to be his big return. That was the big thing for New Year Dash, and he was in a tag match, and Jay White was on the other side, and Jay White ruined Yoshihashi's return. Oh, wow. So. And then he called out like Tanahashi and like basically, I'm coming after you. Basically, sure. that, so he, that seems like where it was going. Just yeah. watching Wrestle. Kingdom yeah, actually. and I had mentioned I think last year sometime that to me, Jay White felt like a young Kenny Omega, not necessarily in his style because I don't think they're really similar that way. Right. But in the persona and how they're using him within New Japan, he, it feels the same to me. Well, yeah, I mean, like, stealing his manager, yeah. now he's running the Bullet Club, yeah. or, you know, yeah. But, I mean, even before all that, it, it still felt like that's where he was headed, and okay. he is, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I just wanted, just wanted to ask you about that show real quick. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot to really mention about it, but it did, it was, New, New Year Dash is always, kind of sets the tone for the next month or so, because New Year Dash happens, and then they don't have another technically another new japan show with new japan guys all of them until the end of the month so there's like a three four week gap because they do they bring in the guys from cmll and they do the fantastica mania yeah so uh, and kushida actually had his final match on one of those fantastica mania i think or maybe it was the road to new beginning i can't remember that just sounds like a show we would have come up with as far as name wise yeah (laughs) (laughs) back in the day yeah that would be an E-Fed pay-per-view for us. Yeah. Um, so as we're stamping our passports here, well, let's not fly back to America just yet. Okay. Why don't we hit NXT UK, actually? Okay, sure. Because yeah. uh, they have so many shows. Come back to America by way of yeah, yeah. the UK. Yeah, it's a stopover. I figured like it, it makes more sense that way. It's we a spend, long way home, but sure. Yeah, we spend less money, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, like still in that thing of like two shows a week up until... I didn't even know what they were going to do by the time they got to take over. Yeah. Thankfully, it turns out, okay, we're getting down to one show. These last two weeks, it's only been, or the two weeks after uh, TakeOver Blackpool, it was just one show. And I think that, I think they've settled into their their, uh, format now. Finally, yes. Not that the shows are bad, but it's just so much. much. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to talk about this show because they got to really have the first big super card of the year for WWE. Honestly, TakeOver Blackpool is the first major show of the year. And... They just had a lot going on, and I like to. A lot of it was centered around. I mean, yeah, you had the two big things, uh, and not to discount the women's title thing because I felt like that was almost kind of a layup at that point. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, you had the just the semis because they didn't air anything else. If they did, they did it, you know, dark matches. But I doubt it. It was like semifinals into the finals, 
for the tag team title. Oh yeah, it was just yeah. a like a four team tournament. Yeah, that's all it was. Which is fine because they don't really have that many established teams right now, and yeah. literally half of those teams. Well, actually, even as of the beginning of the tapings, there was only one established, well, two established teams uh, going oh, into yeah, this. going into the UK. But not that you would know if you just watched NXT UK because yeah. grizzled young veterans or whatever right. were uh, yeah, part it. of that yeah. and Mustache Mountain. So those yeah. are the two going in, and then they had to put a bunch of other people together to make it happen. They're making they're they're becoming established at this point, yeah. though, for sure. Yeah, I'm surprised how quickly Gallus became a thing and yeah. seemed it, natural. It yeah, because, yeah, you know, adding Wolfgang to it makes total sense. It is weird, though, because, like, when the when the Coffee Brothers came in, it was just like, okay, well, here's a, here's a brute tag team. I'm yeah. sure they'll do well. That and then is... they split them right off. Yeah. So they already know who the Shawn Michaels is, I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or at least that's what they want us to believe. That did feel a little weird to me, because we never yeah. really got to see the Coffee Brothers as a tag team. Yeah. Uh, now, all of a sudden, it is Mark Coffee and Wolfgang is the team yeah. that represents Gallus, and Joe Coffey is the single star yeah. representing Gallus. So... Who knows what's going to happen from here on out, though? Yeah, maybe that was just maybe that was just an experiment. You yeah, know? but that that's that's how it is right now, at least. And uh, I was very excited about the uh, the potential team of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah, they're, they're super fun. They're a fan friendly team. They they fly all over the place. Yeah. I like the punk and mod getting along thing. Like if you <laughs> yeah. know the culture, that's that's a big deal. That's right. that is like the book. That's that's Booker T. Gold Dust. I mean, like. <laughs> So if you ever read up on punk culture and mod culture in, in Britain back in the day, especially in the 60s and 70s, you'll see just how weird that kind of really is. Yeah. But I like it. I, yeah. I, it's neat. Yeah. So, And then um, really good creative way on sitting on something that's potentially really great is like the fact that they had Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Like they came in and they got a few looks. But then I was like, man, they're like the odd team out. They weren't quite established by the time they had announced the four-team tournament. Yeah. But at this point, they're they're like my favorite. I love them. They yeah. are so good as a team. And so, then that happened in like two matches. I was like, I love these guys. Yeah, so like the, I'm still kind of screwy on the timeline. But the way, the way stuff aired, it seemed like that they kind of booted them back to America for a minute. Yeah. And then they did the, a couple of matches in NXT, mm-hmm. which they had this amazing match yeah. against uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so much stuff shoved into less than five minutes. I checked the count. Yeah. The match was like four and a half minutes. Yeah. They got like 30 minutes of stuff in there. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so they did that, and then they came back with that kind of buzz, which yeah. the UK people didn't really. I don't think they saw that because maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. No, well, no, they, I guess they would have because the stuff that I'm thinking happened after Takeover, where they had that amazing yeah. match with Webster yeah. and Andrews. Yeah. So they're just on a roll, man. Yeah. So they are out of nowhere the team to watch yeah. in 2019, in Absolutely. my opinion. I so, completely agree. Yeah. So yeah, people will compare them to the bar. Because they are a super European yeah, team of like two different European areas. Sure. You know, I mean, that's just the way yeah. it is. But yeah, it's an Italian and a German. Yeah. Which is completely, th- those two are not represented in the bar. Maybe a super bar faction at some <laughs> point. Can you, can you imagine a super bar happens? <laughs> the Wonder Bar. Yeah. They can get Soul Coughing to do a new thing for it. It'll be a little different. Okay, sorry. That was That's a, that's a really old reference to an old ECW theme. Okay. So... I'm all over the place, Chris, so roll me in here. But uh, Tag team match. Yeah. Grizzled Young Vets, Mustache Mountain. First ever tag team titles. Take yeah. over UK, Blackpool. That was great. It was just... Yeah. Both takeovers this month just opened yeah. up with amazing tag title matches. 
this thing was so good. And, you know, I guess I kind of thought maybe going into it, I was like, yeah, you know what? It It's so obvious that Mustache Mountain would get it, which is probably why they shouldn't get it. <laughs> I Yeah, I felt, I didn't, I kind of felt that, that Gibson and Drake were going to get it just because of, well, like I kind of thought that Rhea Ripley was going to win the initial title because it gives the the good guy team something to chase. Yeah, and that's Hunter in a nutshell. Yeah. Like he's... That's his style. So and, I, I mean, that doesn't always it. happen, no, but I think it's it's easier to make it interesting that way. Yeah. If, if the good guys win it immediately, I mean, the chase is always the thing, you know? Yeah. And it, like an exception, like the first UK title tournament, Tyler yeah. Bate winning it, yeah. that's that's not what I would have expected Hunter to do. I would have expected Pete Dunne to do it, but Pete hadn't really happened. Yeah. He hadn't really figured it out all the way. He was almost there. And I think the Tyler being more seasoned which is so weird to say that's what put him over the top and i think the difference there is that the first tournament was a one-off thing and there wasn't there was no follow-up yeah it was it was that was kind of the end until they figured out what to do next yeah but yeah this this tag team match opened up the first uk takeover in blackpool which Blackpool is like a legendary place for like American wrestling fans because like this is the place where Damn, Regal, Regal. Regal comes from here. Like oh. what must go on in Blackpool? Right. <laughs> like is it just dark alley, dark alley, dark alley, right. reptile house? Right. <laughs> uh, maybe a Ferris wheel, but it's like broken. Right. It's like the one at the end of the Warriors right. or something. And you can <laughs> hear it creaking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a little bit here and there. Yeah. Only when it's a little windy. Right. And it's a beach that nobody would go to. <laughs> like, that's what Blackpool sounds like to me. Oh, and yeah. carnivals, of course. Sure. Yeah, like, I'm but, sure the but, carnival is But, still like, intense. mostly empty carnivals. Yeah. yeah. You can hear a clown laughing, like, in the distance yeah. when, the, when the wind is right. Yeah, so that must be Blackpool. Right. right? That's all, <laughs> you know, yeah. But actually, I heard that uh, Liverpool is closer to that than oh, Blackpool yeah. actually is, <laughs> which is why a miserable bastard like Zach Gibson comes from Liverpool. Right. <laughs> so, and man, yeah, he did a really great job of establishing himself as like one of the top heels. Yeah. Even though they, they kind of pushed him over, you know, into the tag thing. But the fact yeah, that he had a tag team to lean but on. He still, was in a tag team prior, so. Yeah. It's I, just, I mean, I think the James Drake is like. He just kind of hangs out. Yeah. He's, he's a great wrestler, don't get me wrong, but he's just kind of, I wouldn't say riding the coattails of Zach Gibson, but he's he's there to support him, but it also isn't quite as difficult for him. You no, know? he's that guy in the movie that, that's the right-hand man of the main villain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that, that he yeah. is absolutely playing his part perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So he will he will die for his comrade sure. here, but, and he can't quite kill him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he always figures it out somehow. So, like, it's it's a really neat team in that respect. Because not a lot of, yeah. They don't usually go that way with a lot of tag that's teams. That's true. There's never the clear leader from the yeah, get-go. But that's true, yeah. But they have made it that way because Zach Gibson had so much success going into, before the UK was a series. Yeah. Zach Gibson was already established just because of his performance in the second tournament. Yeah. And once again, I just, I just don't think he ever expected that kind of reaction. What a what a what a piece of land of gold that he fell he into. Yeah, with yeah. with the crowd just hating him. I I mean, it helps that they are in the UK because yeah. I mean, watching the progress show, he got booed out of the arena. So right. yeah, so he's he brought that with him for sure. Yeah, so that's good stuff though. Yeah, yeah go. Definitely make a point to watch Takeover Blackpool. You know, I, I, I at least I'm, I'm glad that the women's title match was a better match than the finals of the actual in, inaugural title match. Yeah, and that was due to the injury storylines. So, sure. Yeah. yeah, and 
Uh, Pete Dunjo coffee was really good. Uh, the finish marred by the lack of a finish almost in a way. Yeah, I, because, I mean, if you've seen it, they tried to go for this top rope spot and they fell off. And they tried it again immediately, so it was clear that they that was the finish. Yeah. And they dropped, they fell off again, yeah. so that stunk for them. I don't yeah. mean that it made the match bad. I mean, yeah. it, it stinks that they couldn't get what they wanted to get. Yeah. And it ended with, like, okay. Like, yeah. No, just okay. It was, it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. It was still good. The match was great. And yeah. the crowd still hung in there with them. Yeah. So the fact it was that, really long, too. Yeah, it was like a 40-minute match. Yeah, it was close yeah. to it, yeah. So we had this... Uh, and then another full circle from our WrestleMania weekend was uh, someone who really stood out. I mean, there were a handful of guys that stood out for me. We talked about him. Pentagon Jr. was a guy that stood out. Matt Riddle stood out. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, Sabre, you know, what have you. Yeah. Uh, Walter yeah. was yeah. a guy that we saw in a tag team match, and we were like, what's up with this freaking yeah. guy? Like... Man, how believable is he? Yeah. How hard is he hitting? Yeah. How hard are they hitting him back? And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and you know, it was really cool. Like that last progress show that we saw in that building, uh, watching him watch the main event yeah, because the I, the idea was that he was facing the winner of that match. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, I see him breaking character. No, he's still in character. I saw him watch that match, and he did not bullshit with anybody the whole time. He was watching every second of it. And it wasn't like he was out in the crowd. He was peeking around behind the curtain. Yeah. Like, he wasn't making himself known at all. Yeah, exactly. We just happened to be in a position where we could see him. Yeah. So, and I was like, man, someone's got to pick up on this guy sooner than later. I imagine because of the bubble he was in during that week, WWE's going to get first look. Yeah. And, you know, as, you know, why wouldn't you? They signed him. Yeah. It was I, a lot of those guys, like Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, we saw him there. A lot of people that I was exposed oh, to yeah. really for the first time are now in WWE. Yeah. Keith Lee was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, we saw Walter and a couple high-profile things, and now they've found a really good, like, young... I don't know, even know how old or young he is. That's I'm the thing about sure him. He's got, he's got this look where he could be 45 he looks or young, 25. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's tough to tell. And he's Austrian, and he's he's just built like a brick shit house, yeah. and he's over as hell, and he's a good wrestler too. Like yeah. I wonder if people see him and be like, "Oh, this guy's gonna be a stiff," you know, or he's gonna be like a super heavyweight kind of, yeah. you know, guy. No, this guy is fun to watch. Yeah. He's he's like those new new big guys, like a Keith Lee, yeah, right. maybe even we'll say Lars Sullivan for a lack of a sure. reference here, because we don't have a lot of these guys, but yeah. they start, they're starting to pile up now. Yeah. So very excited about Walter. Walter P. Dunn, man, that's going to be, it's going to look weird. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Obviously, it's going to be chop the tree down kind of match for yeah. Pete Dunn, you know, just and we're submission really, psychology. Yeah, we're not really used to that as much. Pete Dunn hasn't really fought someone who's that dominant. Yeah. I mean, at least not that we've seen. Not in that <laughs> way, you know, that, that towers over him. So it's definitely. If Pete Dunne was a heel to begin with, which he was, he's definitely a babyface now, especially yeah. in this feud. Like, yeah. there's no question. For sure. But it was like the fact that Walter was known well enough to when he showed up, people really responded. Yeah. When so, the music started, people, oh, you know, yeah, well, lost their minds. Yeah. I, I, I did too. Yeah. So, yeah, good show. Make, yeah. A, make a point to watch that show. Anything with the word takeover, apparently, is appointment yeah, television. <laughs> we didn't mention the Dave Mastiff-Eddie Dennis match, but at least... Mastiff put it away. 
and like yes, that's done. I think. I mean, come on, man. It's three I mean, in a row. So yeah, because like even though like the second one was like a no contest, I yeah. mean, it was still like yeah. two two wins with no no real blemish on there. Yeah. And every time freaking Eddie Dennis, is, you know, the last time Eddie Dennis was on my TV and he was facing uh, Jamal, uh, what, what's oh, yeah. I'm in Jamal or mm-hmm. whatever his name is. I'm sitting there going, you know, I don't think I've checked the cap box this week. <laughs> like, I've never done that during yeah. a wrestling match. That yeah. says a lot about Eddie Dennis, I think. Yeah. So, you know, if anybody can hear me out there, get rid of the guy I already. think that's a failed experiment. When I'd rather clean my cat box <laughs> than watch a wrestling match. Right. That's bad, Chris. And I mean that. Yeah. That really happened in my brain. <laughs> um, but we also did get to see Finn Balor on that show. Yes. It's supposed to be Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin, but Devlin attacked Banks prior to the show. We thought it was a hotel, but that's actually the venue they were at. It's the Empress Ballroom. It's <laughs> it like looks, the side. Because there's like, like a, a restaurant day. or something out there. It's a, yeah. Well, it's a ballroom, so that makes sense. But, it's the uh, movie theater from yeah. Glorious Bastards. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, it's lucky. Yeah. I was like, it's lucky that referee was happening to check in at the same time they were, but it was he was there for the event. So. Yeah. Office is there. Yeah. What, what's going on? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Banks couldn't compete, and they bring out Finn Balor to take his place, which, I mean, I guess it kind of stinks for Banks not being able to wrestle on the first UK takeover, but it makes sense from a business and from trying to get people, trying to get more buzz around the the event. Yeah, and Finn Balor's coming in with, you know, a a universal title match, so the fact that he showed up and did this thing, I mean, he was in town, yeah, if you saw the press conference, you knew he was in town, but let's say you didn't. You know, that's a hell of a surprise. Yeah. And so. I've, it's this is a match I've wanted to see ever since they've said that Jordan Devlin was trained by Finn Balor yeah. back in the first tournament. Yeah. I still can't get over the fact that Jordan Devlin looks like Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes had a kid together. <laughs> yeah. It's just bizarre. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It really does look like those two guys, like in a blender. Right. right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much to report pretty much after takeover i mean they're just getting their new storylines established and i'm assuming that i mean are they gonna do are they gonna stay away from the big four events kind of like you know like this was a week out from the rumble stuff so when mania week comes around i'm assuming they're gonna do another one so you think it's they're gonna do the same thing i would think so i mean they can't I think putting two takeovers, the UK and American, is too much. That's way too much. Plus, and it really would hurt WrestleMania. Yeah, plus if it's in the UK, then there's no point in having it the same weekend. Yeah. So That's going to be a hell of a couple of weeks for yeah. Hunter. Right. Yeah. Match, oh, man. But that will allow the UK guys and women to come over during the Big Four and do things like the World's Collide Tournament and yeah. things like that. So, Which I haven't seen yet. So uh, I've, I haven't finished it, but I started it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's going to be exciting. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So It's cool. It'll allow them to do a lot more stuff like that, so that's really neat. Yeah. So as we wait for NXT UK to catch up on the next storylines, let's go ahead and talk about American NXT. Sure. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. I They, they gave me a nice week off i gotta say at the beginning of the year with the the one match show so thank you guys so much oh yeah they did do the recap thing yeah what was it just ono and riddle yeah it was it was the ono riddle uh rematch yeah uh, from the previous takeover in los angeles building up to the takeover match that they were gonna have okay later on a few weeks later so you know obviously just taped as an extra match during one of the regular tv tapings but yeah, so thanks guys for doing that. Like, that's very much appreciated, especially at the beginning of the year. Yeah, on on a week where Wrestle Kingdom happens, right? <laughs> Watch one match. It's like main event almost. Like yeah. you get it done in like five <laughs> minutes and you're good. All right. Yeah. So the build towards the Phoenix Takeover, um, 
I think we pretty much all knew what the matchups were going to be like even before the ball dropped. Yeah, uh, it was for 2019. It was real easy to make this show. Yeah. yeah. So and the probably the most last minute thing in here was the uh, Johnny Ricochet thing. I don't know why I didn't see that coming in advance, but yeah, just as a matter of just yeah, because Champa being in Gargano's ear. Yeah, and then they just said, "Oh yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense." I like that Gargano was like. I, he doesn't tell me what to do and we're not together and I, I'm not going to listen to him but I am going to go after the North American title and not his NXT title Like, so he is doing it but yeah. he's denying it It's. Yeah. That, I mean it fits with the character because that's yeah. what Gargano has been over the past year is denying himself what he's actually doing and what he wants to do and he actually did that in the match too if you want to go ahead and talk about Gargano Ricochet because yeah. there was the point in the match where he pulled the mats up on the outside and thought about spiking ricochet down on them and he stopped himself and he said no i'm not going to do this and later on in the match dark gargano took over and it did happen he got pushed a little bit into it but it still happened well he also remembered the other times he didn't do it he lost yeah well he lost when he did do it too when the knee and the the uh, last man standing match sure we we never but we've never seen johnny face ricochet so yeah Obviously, he made a personal choice because yeah. we don't know if he could have beaten Ricochet clean. Obviously, he has the ability to do it. Yeah, but yeah, was he going to do it? That that was really the most intriguing thing going yeah. into this match for me. I knew it was going to be a great wrestling match. How could yeah. it not be? Yeah, but that yeah, I, I liked the fact that this whole thing it follows. Like I said, it's it's like a it's like a disease, the Champa Gargano thing. Yeah, it even if they're not both involved in the match they're both involved in the match somehow right and that's so neat champa and, more so on gargano than gargano on champa but sure yeah. yeah it doesn't seem like it i mean champa's not phased by any yeah. of this he's the puppet master he is yeah. the devil the devil yeah. does not care <laughs> he just lets it happen yep so yeah i i I mean, if I had to put money on it, I probably would have put money on Johnny winning the title. But I don't want to spoil it, Chris. What about you? You think people should just see this if they haven't seen it? Like, yeah, it's one of I those mean, kind of things. if you're not caught up and you don't know who's the champ now, then yeah, definitely watch it if you didn't see Halftime Heat because you would know at that point. Yeah, so. you, you would for sure. What a cool spotlight for them, too, by yeah. the way. I just mentioned that real yeah. quick. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's technically mostly on the next show. Technically but, the next show, yeah. yeah. But yeah, great match, of course, as you would expect. Um, the show started with a great match. Oh, Undisputed Era. Love them. War Raiders. Really like them. Maybe love them. I will at some point. But Undisputed Era is the best. Going after the titles, the War Raiders finally get their shot. And it didn't disappoint. Yeah. I mean, they are tag team specialists. Yeah. And uh, out of the two, they are. like Because, yeah. once again, like Strong and O'Reilly don't even have a year under him as teammates. Yeah. But, I mean, they're just so freaking crisp and awesome. Yeah. It, it doesn't even matter but yeah seeing him against a true established team like the war raiders and it was uh it was the proverbial cat and mouse and it's yeah. that uh you know it doesn't matter in wrestling it doesn't yeah. matter who's the cat and who's the mouse it just depends on right. what the crowd likes so yeah. i liked uh, i kind of like that switch up sometimes i sometimes i really do enjoy the baby faces being the cat yeah, and, and for sure. war raiders play it so well and they're going to play it so well when they're not baby faces. Yeah. That's the other thing about them. Like, they're so good 
they can they'll probably get rid of a couple of like the crowd pleasing things. Yeah. Because I mean, come on, man, Hanson with that handspring, come on. Yeah, there's always at least one moment in any War Raiders match where Hanson just goes nuts, and he's <laughs> Roe is nowhere to be found, and it's just Hanson taking on however many other people are in the ring by himself running corner to corner to corner to corner and doing <laughs> cartwheels and whatever. And it's just, how does... He's a gigantic dude. Like, yeah. how does he have that much energy in him to do that towards the beginning of a match or in the middle of a match and still go for another 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, I've been as close to him as I am to you right now, yeah. Chris. Like, you know, physically. Yeah. He is a large man. <laughs> right. He is massive. He's not yeah. very tall. Yeah. But he is a big motherfucker. Yeah. I just every time I see him do this, I think about that. It's like, yeah. God. It's like I, I, you know, I, I worry taking the trash out sometimes. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, and like you're saying, cat and mouse, and it's great because as mice, the undisputed era are so devious. Like Hanson and Roe are usually like right in your face, all out, and I think O'Reilly and Strong like that because they will pull people in, especially O'Reilly. Because yeah. he's he's the guy that tries to call people down to the mat he's to join the most, him. He's the most dangerous man off of his yeah. feet in pro wrestling today. And we saw that match where O'Reilly faced Hanson before War Games, was it? Yeah. And O'Reilly won that, you know. So yeah. they built him up and him and Strong together up as a team that can defeat any other team, regardless of size, strength, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I did. Hearing uh, interviews with like Johnny Gargano recently saying, I, I love NXT and I want to stay here yeah. forever. I would love for Undisputed Era to do the same yeah. thing, honestly. Especially, maybe not Adam Cole. Maybe he needs to move up. But he, O'Reilly yeah. is strong and, and Fish, I, I'd love to see them just stay in NXT. Yeah, and if Cole moves up, they can move either Fish or Strong or O'Reilly up to north american or, or nxt title you know for sure for sure but like I, anyone i'd love, I'd love to it. i'd love to never see them break up yeah <laughs> at I'd, the same time i'd really love to see strong get the nxt title at some point oh, he's he is good enough to, yeah. to have it for sure he was good enough to win the 205 tournament yeah I'm, I'm surprised he didn't honestly yeah so and adam cole has as much as we talked about on our award show like he was in a lot of our favorite matches He's, yeah, he should. He probably should have had the third distinction of having yeah, another top five. Yeah, <laughs> he. It's felt like he's kind of floated around a bit ever since losing the North American title. They haven't really had a clear spot for him. He's a bridesmaid right now. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's weird. It just feels weird. I mean, he's still great in everything he does. He yeah. always makes the best of anything he has. But it it feels weird that someone that great doesn't really have a story or like this an established thing right now. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously going to be a shakeup post mania. Yeah, so people will get moved up. It's yeah. just inevitable. So I think maybe Cole's time will probably come yeah. in a few Which months. Which is going to be super sad because I don't. I want to see. I love all four of them together. But yeah. no, I'm saying like Adam Cole might even stay in NXT, and I think he's oh, going to wind I, up being. Oh, the next I see what guy. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he'll be the guy running it for a while. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I just think, as much as I don't want to see almost anybody there right now leave, yeah, I feel like most there's a handful of people are just undeniable dream is for sure he's got to move up this year dream and black are uh, this is money in the bank they just are so yeah they're gonna move up sooner than later but yeah Yeah. nxt takeover continues their opening tag matches being fantastic you can't beat them i mean you can't beat those matches for openers uh myself and chris grew up in an era 
throughout the 80s and 90s where if an opening match stole the show, that was weird. Yeah. Or at least got into the second or third best match of the night. That yeah. was weird in itself. And we could name those matches on one hand. Yeah. And now it's just like, yeah, every takeover, that tag title match is hard to beat. It, yeah. it sets the tone, probably to the chagrin of everybody backstage. Yeah. We're just like, damn, it's guys. Seriously, you know, who you know, who had the first of all, I know who had the worst night at TakeOver, uh, top to bottom, was uh, Bel Air and Baszler. Yeah. <laughs> they that had was, to that sit backstage. Tough. They had to sit backstage through the tag match and the Urgano Champa match. Mm -hmm. And not that Riddle Odo didn't get a pop yeah, either. It was their best match against each other. Yeah. So, I mean, man, I felt so bad for them. Yeah. I, I felt worse for Baszler. <laughs> Yeah. How is it? They put me in a position. Yeah, they, they they screwed up that match, man. I agree. Not only did they have to follow those three really great matches, and not to, like, skip over Riddle it was great. Yeah. Um, and one side note, because I don't really have a whole lot to say about it other yeah, than that. Yeah, no, but I, I like, we, we talked about this off air, so you should say it, so. Yeah, because this was, we've seen, like, the bro who yeah. can let anything... He just lets it slide off his back, and you see him get annoyed, but he never really gets pissed. But yeah. And he's proven that he can be that guy. Yeah, and it was interesting. There was a, a backstage interview, I think on the next week's NXT, where Kathy Kelly asked Riddle about the match, and he was saying that the match against Ono at TakeOver Phoenix wasn't about winning, because he's already beaten Ono twice. It was about proving a point. And so that's kind of how Riddle entered this match, yeah. which I thought was really good, because it is weird for... Usually when it's three, the third one is the rubber match. Yeah. But in this one, Riddle's beaten him twice. Yeah. Ono cannot beat Matt Riddle yeah. and going into the match. And Ono kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. Yeah. And Riddle got pissed and we saw yeah. a different side of him. And he beat the holy crap out of Cassius Ono. Yeah. A guy known for beating the holy crap out of people. Yeah, exactly. So it was the most interesting of the three for yeah. sure. <laughs> it, it definitely, the whole thing. Ono is the gatekeeper. He is the guy that creates characters because Matt Riddle as a character developed from cool bro to dangerous guy yeah. and he has all of those sides and he showed all of those within yeah. this and he showed his compassion for Keith Lee when Keith Lee got beat up by Cassius Ono yeah, as much as I saw this guy I'm about to refer to use weapons in his match yeah. uh, I never saw that from RVD yeah like yeah. even though he used weapons I never saw him like be like, right? Yeah, that's true. So it's a it, people calling him RVD 2.0. It's there's a, there's a few more layers. I understand to the connection, of course. but I don't think when the bell rings, I don't really see it. Yeah, not at all. But I just wanted to bring yeah, that up. Yeah, but yeah. Back to the women's match. Yeah, getting to the women's match. You had those three matches before them, and the story that they had to try to tell in the match, I don't think served. It was difficult to begin with, and then following immediately after Gargano Ricochet. You're just not it. It was a tough spot, and it it still could have been better than it was. Is the yeah. thing like the thing that they really screwed up? And I'm getting very inside baseball here, but here's the thing: we've seen Shayna Baszler put a lot of people to sleep yeah. over the last year and change, yeah. and we hate her for it in the best possible way. Yeah, the fact that and I'm spoiling this match, so that's fine. So screw yeah. it. But I have to tell the tale to spoil it. Is you know. She's got that. She's got that sleeper hold on her. Care food to clutch. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and 
and it's to that point, okay, yeah, whenever you see all these other matches where she does it, like, usually that's not the ending. They're, they're going to build up to the second time they get caught and the match is usually over. Or she gets reversed, as in the case of the Kyrie Sane In match. big matches, yes. Yeah, big matches. The title matches on TakeOver. Yeah. This is the journey we've taken so far with this particular move. Yeah. That's why I keep harping, harping on this one thing. Yeah. Uh, so they did the thing that I expected where she got it on the first time. And she's going for the ropes to get the break and everything. Both times that she had her in that, which because there was an inevitable second one, they both took way too long to the point where that really kills that finisher. Now, they'll probably still go forward with this move from now on, but I thought that match was horribly planned out as far as how it was going to finish up. And the other thing, we talked about this off air, everything about that finish made Shayna look weak. Yeah. Now, I get that you're trying to build Belair up as a future star. And she is a future star. Yeah. I don't have any doubts about that. But something got lost along the way yeah. to where you hurt Baszler really badly in the process here. Yeah. And she killed off her move because she did not pass. I mean, like, she didn't pass out. It took her, like, what, five, six minutes total in that move? It felt it like felt it. It felt like it, yeah. But that's a problem. And like, she didn't even really sell it after the match either. She no. was kind of up and all right. Exactly. That's the thing. So maybe that's just inexperience. Yeah, I think it is. But yeah. man, that was, it's just everything about that rubbing the wrong way. And the fact that Baszler had to use her, her teammates yeah. to get involved. She should have had that in the bag, man. I mean, Before that, Duke and Shafir showed up, Baszler didn't need any of that. Yeah. But now that they've shown up, they're trying to build them. But by building them to be that to interfere in matches makes Shayna look not as strong as she used to. Yeah. I just didn't like anything about yeah. it. You know, I still think Baszler is great and yeah. I just, they're booking her weirdly. And if they thought they needed to bring her back down a level because she was too strong, I don't really think that's the case because you had someone like Kyrie Sane who Baszler had beaten after she beat her in a one-on-one match at some point. I can't yeah. remember exactly where, yeah. but she did do it. And she, Kyrie Sane did beat Shayna Baszler, though, and she looked competitive in that two out of three yeah, falls match. I think match. they're two and two on major shows. Yeah, 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 I think so. So so you didn't need to bring Baszler down anymore. No. And Belair, like you said, I, I Belair is great. I like her a lot. She's still very young. She's still coming up in the business, and shooting her up to this level of undefeatable, because yeah. she's still undefeated. She said so in an interview afterwards that oh. she's still being undefeated is state of mind so she's still going to keep doing it but um building her up to that to where the cure food clutch doesn't matter to where baszler can't hurt her arm like she did to so many people and just it's just weird i don't like it yeah not well done yeah so yeah which is unfortunate because i i think that could have been a really good match yeah but having baszler beat belair cleanly does not hurt Bianca Belair. No, it doesn't. Yeah. There's so many people. Even we could example just off the, these last few weeks in yeah. January where that is the case. Yeah. You don't need shenanigans. She's she's very young. In NXT, she is one of the younger ones up and coming. She got a good win to get in the match, yeah. but you don't have to win every time and you don't have to have shenanigans to give excuses every time. Yeah. That's not as interesting to me from a story perspective it's more interesting if she does lose and she just she just flat out loses. Yeah, because she got in her own head. Yeah. Like, she's new to it. Good match, but she just wasn't up to the challenge. Yeah. 
she goes and she has to fight her way back up over months, a year, however long that they're going to keep her in NXT. Yeah. And she comes back and she finally beats Baszler next year. Yeah. That's yeah. the better story. Yeah, builds character. Yeah. But so now maybe. you just have a weaker champ and uh, someone who is undefeatable, and that's not interesting. I, I don't like Superman comics, because Superman can't be beaten by anyone right. without magic or something. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want Belair to... I don't want people to have to use yeah. magic to beat Belair. Yeah, and they and then she shouldn't have to... And Baszler shouldn't have to lean on her friends. Yeah. So, like, those two things need to change. Yeah. Like, right now. And whenever a match isn't as good on TakeOver, it sticks out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just such a great show. Yeah, so... But speaking of greatness... Champa Black NXT title. Oh. I love this match. The psychology of the injury. Champa went after Alistair Black's leg the entire time. Like once it started, once he noticed it was hurting, yeah. he focused in, and yeah. it was like almost every single move. His character never seemed that afraid of Alistair, Mm-mm. which is the first time that's happened to Alistair. Yeah. And this is the first match where Alistair seemed vulnerable. Yeah. In the past, like, that's why I said he's the next phenom. He's not a guy that you see really get hurt so much. Yeah. Even with his injury, even with the comeback and everything, he didn't appear weak. Yeah. But in this match, I'm not saying he looked weak in this Mm -hmm. match, but the vulnerability of the injury definitely played the biggest part in the match. So it it was, uh, I saw another side of Alistair that I've never seen. As much as I am a fan you need to keep evolving the character. So yeah. I liked that part about it. I maybe would have waited till he got to the main roster to do something like that, but maybe this is still going to be good for him. I think it is. Yeah. Um, it's, this is a thing where it doesn't hurt Alistair Black to lose this match. Yeah. I don't think Yeah, two legit killers in there yeah. just going to school on each other. And it was just great. Unforgettable. I hope to see more matches with them against each other. Absolutely. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we just got it again at the next takeover, and I'll be fine with that yeah, if that's the yeah. case. So, although I got a feeling they'll probably wind up, because halftime heat was so good, I feel like they're almost just going to make it a six pack challenge. I just have a feeling that way you can get more people on the show. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to see that though. But I, I, I think, think that's where they're going to go. Could be right, but and I'd say what I'm going to even amp. I'm going to up the ante right now, just on the fly here that North American title match was so well received at Mania Week Takeover I think they're just going to do a ladder match six with those guys for the title you think so? mark my words that's going to be the thing no yeah yeah. like I said you'll get more people on the show makes sense and those are yeah I don't know man I'm torn like Wrestlemania weekend I know it's not Wrestlemania it's Takeover but sure for the main title I want to see one guy versus one guy just just going yeah. as best as they can. But they have done that every year. I know. That's and that, true. that's cool. I'm yeah. glad that they do that. But yeah, they may want to think about doing that this year because, yeah. like, all those guys. That's true. They're, they're, somebody saw NXT for the first time on halftime. Yeah. Eight, and I think that just makes sense. The talent work. pool in NXT is as good as it's ever been. Yeah. And it's, it's almost. They're overflowing, I think. Yeah. And there's not enough spots. Dream wasn't on this show. And that's almost a crime for yeah. dream to not be on takeover yeah i'm surprised he's not more mad about it yeah. in character right yeah. now maybe yeah. maybe he has on this next set of tapings right. but yeah him just showing up uh i like uh, the pre-show he showed up with uh like a stretch hummer with like two, yeah. two guys and two girls yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was just like yeah <laughs> yeah, they were all local wrestlers, by the way, too. Oh, the, okay. The, uh, the Dream Entourage. Yeah, the local guy on Twitter pointed the local out local competitor. Yeah, local competitor on Twitter pointed out who they all were. Nice, love it. Great, great Twitter account. Yeah. That's that's all I got to say about NXT for right now. Obviously, more to come. 
the most yeah. uh, the most bell to bell, week to week, interesting brand as far as stories versus wrestling goes. Definitely, and everything else that I kind of really want to talk about kind of happens after that takeover, but that'll be on the next episode. Yeah. I guess we gotta talk main roster now, Chris. All right, you want to just do the Royal Rumble since we're there? Yeah, yeah, Royal sure. Rumble. I mean, other stuff will come into play as, yeah, we, yeah. as we do this. So, yeah, and last year, I gotta say, would you would you agree that last year, even though there were really good moments in, I see, I'm torn. Last year, men's versus women's Rumble, because you know that conversation is gonna come up. Which one was better? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just inevitable that that will be the case. Yeah. I loved the winners of both of them last year. And oh yeah, for my, sure. I'm not sure. I have a better memory of moments in the men's one, just because of the, that final four that I got down to with the crowd reaction, yeah. and like not even thinking for a second Nakamura could pull it off with those other three in the yeah. ring, and the fact that he did made it so much better. Yeah. And it was a nice sign of supposed things to come. Right. I didn't. I don't really remember much about that kind of journey that Asuka had to take in order to win. It's just that she was awesome. She was badass. She was Asuka. Yeah. She was kind of, I think she was just kind of going to win it the whole time. Yeah. But this year, um, they definitely made room for a lot of extra shenanigans and neat moments to happen during the women's sure. rumble match. Yeah. Of course, but where to start from that? I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> okay. I'm going to get my complaining out of the way first. The women's sure. rumble, the biggest thing I audibly, made noises when this when i saw this happen the riot squad Ooh, yeah the riot squad is a group and in royal rumble matches they almost never allow groups trios tandems whatever to get in the ring at the same time i think was it Liv morgan came out first or was it yeah, sarah it's, was it's, it it's always it's always lived than sarah than ruby this is like yeah. this is how they book it every time Liv morgan comes out she gets eliminated before sarah logan ever gets out yep. sarah logan comes out she gets eliminated before ruby riot ever comes out i don't i'm angry again thinking yeah. about it yeah they needed to they don't have to win ruby riot didn't need to win the match yeah but just have them be in there and dominate and clear the ring at one point, clear like have them come out and they're like within the first twelve or whatever, yeah. and they clear out everyone who's in there first, and then you bring out someone like well it wouldn't be Oscar bring out someone like Charlotte and Charlotte's able to fight them off long enough for more people to come into the ring. Yeah, she has the Hulk Hogan slot. Yeah, <laughs> that, that I always used to call it that. That is such a good. I mean, it's kind of cliche, I guess, but sure. that's more interesting to me than just having them get knocked out. And yes, I realize that Ruby Riot came back to the ring with. Liv and Sarah later on and they were kind of helping her but they were outside they weren't yeah. in the match and that's not what we, that's not what we wanted yeah. I think they thought they'd be clever by doing that but it was anything but mm -mm. and Lacey Evans got way she too fucking much in yeah. this match <laughs> like okay they're debuting some first of all I, I I'm not a fan of debuting someone like that yeah and I'm not just <laughs> that sounds bad I know but like think about the Bo Dallas debut how much of a bust yeah. was that yeah and how much did it hurt Bo Dallas yeah I don't think it helped him at all no and, he, he never got any real traction yeah so I think their idea was let's make him look real fucking strong so they'll be great on the main yeah. roster and I really just was hoping they were bringing Lacey Evans up just to get rid of her I mean because I just yeah and I'm just not feeling it. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I, but I'm not a fan, really. Yeah. So, but yeah, how long was she in it? Like forty freaking minutes or she, whatever. Yeah, that's a long time. That's dumb. Yeah. I mean, at least she didn't beat the record. That right. That we currently yeah. <laughs> that's been established here by Sasha. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just so mad. I just 
kept I could I almost couldn't relax until she was out. <laughs> Kick whip my ass so bad. <laughs> I did okay, so things I did like the there were two people who did the the Kofi saves in the in the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. And it's getting to be too much at this point. I'm I'm kind of over it at this point for you, all of them. Sure. I mean, you'd expect one of them yeah. to be able to do that. But and Naomi that's, that's... Naomi did it last year too and she's do she did it again this year. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't think she should be. I think it should be Ka- if someone's going to do it, it should be Casey. Yeah, and Casey did it as well. Yeah. And almost the same thing cuz it looked like Casey was supposed to do like the the handstand, yeah. But she kind of fell forward a bit, yeah. So she did the same thing where she had her feet on the barricade and yeah. and then got into the handstand and went up the steps. Whereas Naomi did the thing with the feet on the barricade too. So it was kind of the same thing twice. Sure. Yeah, and, that was that was kind of weird. Yeah, but then Casey climbed up the the ring post like she does. So. Yeah. And that was cool. It was fun to see Casey Cutanzaro in there and yeah. um, Zia Lee. That was cool to see. That I'm, was that was the biggest surprise. Yeah, think, I'm becoming yeah. a fan of Zia Lee. Yeah. Like her personality online and what I've seen of her, I'm I like her. I think I think she has a lot of potential to be really great. Um, of course, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai. That was fun to see them in there and called it. I mean, it was pretty easy to call, but when uh, Kyrie Sane came out first and she started getting into trouble. Like well, EO's next. She's got to be. Yeah, she right. Was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could book these uh, things. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are cool. Uh, Candice LeRae. I saw a yeah. picture of um, backstage. I think they said it was like Arya Davari took the picture or something. But it was uh, Johnny Gargano yeah. looking up. He was in full gear because he was doing stuff later on. Yeah. But he was watching the monitor in the back by himself. I saw that. That was a great intent, photo. Just, just eyes straight on the screen watching. Great photo. Cameras. So they both got to make their Royal Rumble debuts in the same night. Yeah. I don't know if any other married couple can ever say yeah. that. Maybe ever yeah. again. Yeah. Who knows? But that's the first one that I know of. Yeah. Because we only have two years to yeah, right. go off. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, jeez. Um, it... <laughs> the Iconics. I love the Iconics. Oh, yeah. They're so good. I If they're not the first tag team champs, then they I will need be sad. to be... Yeah, I will be sad. I'll be sad. Because they need to... Even though they're not believable at this point, yeah. there needs to be that thing where when they are together and they're legal competitors yeah. at the same time, yeah. something happens to where it's hard to beat them. And that is a, that, I've yeah. seen that happen in my yeah. lifetime, so... I have that feeling that the Iconics are going to be... And how great is it going to be when they're champs? Like, oh. how annoying are they going to be to everyone? Oh. Well, it's it's going to be, be the best. It's going to be great. Just for the television alone, they yeah. need to do this. Yeah. It's a good bet to, you know, hedge on. They're going to be around a long time. Yeah. So do it. They're still young, great personalities, trained by some of the best in the world. Yeah. Make it happen. It's easy. Done. I, I loved it when uh, Billy Kay just got down to the... Ringside, it's like I'm not getting in. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for Peyton. Yeah. Like don't don't tell me to get in there. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And who they still it? haven't established the rule for that. Like, yeah, I feel uh, like didn't there used to be a rule where you had to get into the ring before the next person comes out, or was that never a thing ever? I've seen one. Okay, the two examples I can think of: Kurt Henning walked really slowly down to the ring, but made it in by the next guy, mm-hmm. and everybody was like putting over how smart that was because it's smart. Yeah. The Nunzio did it, I think, in 04, because that was the year the Benoit won. Mm-hmm. Nunzio did it like in 04, and he went, he got to the, the, he got to like ringside, and then he just sidewalked to the back of the barricade where he sat in the corner. And he got, there was about three or four, at, least, really. at least a handful of people that came through. So there's no official so rule. There's no official rule that you have to get in the ring. They have not established this yet. I think, well, I think they should establish the Iconics rule after this, <laughs> because. 
I think the ambiguity of the Royal Rumble rules is being taken to such ridiculous extremes at this point. Mm. And I get it, but the whole feet touching the floor thing, especially in the men's rumble when Kofi like actually kind of fell on the floor but he had his feet up sort of. Yeah. It was it's it's getting to be a bit much for me yeah. and it's not it's fun. That whatever. was that was the Andre the Giant one. That's the most yeah. ridiculous one is the one from the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, not even any of the Royal Rumbles. Yeah. It's like with the feet you know, yeah. like this great radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost kind of did it, sort of. I could do it in shifts, right. uh, but yeah. I'd... But it's like, couldn't you just get like a carpet and put it at ringside, and you could just walk on it, and you'd be fine. It's, they need to establish some rules in order to build some build some sort of tension. I think. Yes. Uh, it needs to be a little bit more structured, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I get the openness to have. Oh, this is a fantastic moment for yeah. yeah but. So what, I'm, I'm kind of torn. What do you think about the comedy bit? I mean, it's no Melina Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series, but uh, Zelina and Hornswoggle. <laughs> well, it was clear that something was going to happen because Zelina pulled that bit at Evolution in the, the Battle Royal there where she yeah. disappeared for a long time. But yeah. in the Royal Rumble, the, the camera followed her and she kept poking her head out. Yeah. So it was clear that something was going to happen. Yeah, she, she was trying to be recognized. Yeah, and so. yeah, so Hornswoggle was under that. It was funny. Yeah, because you'd expected him to be in the men's one more. Yeah. Just it's funny in that yeah, way. Yeah. I I totally got a kick out. I got way more of a kick out of that than I did at the Saudi Arabia one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I liked it. I liked those are. I think those are the highlights for me. Is everything I just mentioned? The iconics, Zelina. Yeah. The yeah, all that. Well, we actually know a guy who was live in attendance at this thing, mm-hmm. and when that thing. And by the way, great. Uh, foreseeable booking here where even though it was on the pre-show and it's almost like a tree falling in the woods but the fact that they established Lana's injury on the pre-show during yeah. the US title match yeah. and then they had her hobble out she came out what 28 I and, think yeah, cause so yeah. 28 because Nia Jax was 29 and, was 30. and then did the and then kicked her leg out and then made it to where she definitely is not getting in the ring she wasn't getting in the ring before this but oh, Nia Jax yeah, yeah. Who was just the the horrible person of the night, um, as as she is, and but you know you we saw it on TV, but you know he was telling us when when that Becky moment happened, and then yeah. when Fit Finley did the call when he motioned, he said the place just erupted, yeah. and you you definitely could feel it. But uh, yeah. that'd have been so cool to be there for that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love that. That's the most important thing Fit Finley has done <laughs> on camera since his retirement. Right. And I love that stuff. Oh, hey, uh, Finley and Hornswoggle in the same segment, Involved same in yeah. the same match. That's yeah. that. Wow, wow. Yeah, you realize that <laughs> just now. Yeah. So yeah, great moment, and it was something that we had hypothesized during yeah. the women's title match earlier that night, to where it's like that's too good; it has to happen. Yeah. This is like a spoiler we're talking about here, and it was. <laughs> and yeah, because we kind of—I don't know if we said it on the show, but we've said that Becky's going to win the Rumble this year, and we've been yeah. saying it for a long time. And I feel like that is part of the fresh start or whatever of listening to fans. Because it's super obvious, but it's also what we want, and it's right. super satisfying. It's, it's the year that Austin won. I know yeah. there's been a lot of Austin comparisons yeah. to Becky, but this was Austin in 1998. Yeah. There's just nobody else would have done. Yeah. So, yeah. I love, so, have yeah. you seen the new shirts, by the way? WrestleMania. <laughs> no. Man really, like, sure. highlighted. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. So, uh, so yeah. So, I like the Women's Rumble. It went really long. It was, like, yeah. over an hour, like. 10 15 minutes or something yeah did they like cut the men's down to like 30 seconds for each person or something or what? Uh, yeah i don't know i haven't timed it but i mean the the 
90 second entrances don't mean anything anyway yeah it's, it's all over the place yeah it's, you said that you've actually timed it for they're yeah. not consistent i timed last year's because i'm obsessive about stuff like that sure. and they were ranged from like 45 seconds to two minutes it's just depending on whatever's happening in the ring they have to get to the plot point of whatever's yeah. going on in order to make the most dramatic entrance yeah. so it doesn't matter what the time is no one's keeping time because everybody's distracted by the thing yeah. that's going on yeah. you know so but I had a great moment personally, and I said it out loud to all of you because we we had a nice crowd watching this. It was fun, and I just at one point you look in the ring, and it's we're probably about three quarters of the way into the match, but you look in that ring, and you know it was never like empty. Like yeah. there was this thing yeah. was pretty packed. Yeah, both matches, yeah. both matches pretty packed. There was always something going on, which is usually not what they do. Yeah, it's usually like four to six. Yeah, At some point there were damn near twelve guys in the men's rumble there were a lot yeah and you look around the ring chris and it was a beautiful thing yeah you saw samoa joe mustafa ali alistair black johnny gargano yeah, yeah we didn't talk about any of these surprises here but yeah, yeah a lot of nxt surprises once again just like the women's match who else was it i mean andrade mm-hmm. um it was just like everybody in that ring yeah i was a huge fan of yeah and i'm like man this is like a dream scenario for me like I need the main roster to be like Joe is the old guy right. on the roster. Joe is like the longest tenure guy. Like that is a perfect roster right there. Yeah, like you, you could you could you could build a new brand and a new company just off of that talent that was in that ring right, right. then and there. Yeah, and it was just a great moment. And it's not one of those moments that they're going to talk about in history. I mean, maybe at some point, because there's, there's parts during the 92 Rumble where Flair won, you see, like, it's just, like, yeah. Hall of Fame galore in that match. Right. So maybe that's the only time it'll ever get referenced, but, like, they were all there at once, and I was yeah. having a blast. Yeah, because it was, cause it was so all different kind of people from all over the place, and it just, yeah, the perfect perfect storm it was like right the, there. It was, like, the best of all the rosters yeah. at that point that they were willing to use. Yeah. And then I knew the party was going to be over once Strowman got out there, because yeah. I knew he was going to throw all those guys yeah. out. Yeah, he, he did a few. Like, I was convinced that Braun Strowman was going to win the match. Me like, too. I 100%. Me too. But... So they did us a solid, man. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I... And this is the other thing. The Rollins-Lesnar matchup has history to it, which yeah. is also nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they could have just they could have just done that to him at the Rumble. But yeah. I don't I, know why I didn't see it yeah. far enough in advance. I, I probably would have actually put more money on Rollins winning just because if you look back at the whole year he's had, this year. the fact that this is a reward for... It's like on-air, off-air reward. Yeah. It's like he's the guy that carried that show. He was during... the only bright spot in a lot of those Raws. Yeah, being the Intercontinental Champion, getting it into that spotlight. Yeah. Even though they gave him the opening match at Mania, that I think that hurt the IC again, once again. But at the same time, it was a great match, and they all represented it properly yeah, in the best way it possible. Was, it was a really good match, and I don't know... I don't necessarily think the opening match is, you know... I mean, we talked about the tag matches right. on TakeOver, you know. Sure, yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, Rollins, every time they gave him something that year, he just ran with it. And yeah. you could tell it's a mix of on-air, off-air stuff. Because yeah. I feel like even... I, I, I think I hypothesized on an earlier show, like, he probably went up to Hunter and said, so what's the record for uh, ring time on Raw? Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. well, I can beat that. Yeah. Let's just do it now. And that's, I feel like that's what he does. I think like, he got a good chunk of that in that gauntlet match. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. he wrestled longer than anybody in the history of Raw. 
because the longest at that point was uh, Cena and Shawn Michaels pulled an hour. Yeah. I think, oh, actually, I think Hunter might have pulled an hour and change during that Iron Man match because you can't talk about who his opponent was. Oh, yeah. But that being said, like, you know, and then they did that thing that they do where, you know, they it mirrored the McMahon AJ Styles conversation. Yeah, where it's that like, was weird that they I did need, that on both shows. I need you, yeah, it was a parallel thing. It was like, I need you to. I want you to be that guy that I yeah. know you are that's inside of you still. So, like, it's a mixture of all that. So, yeah. now that I see it, like, that's why they did what they did to Strowman both ways. Yeah. Is it, yeah, Rollins has to be that guy or else what did we just do this whole time? Sure. And I know, like, the fans love Strowman, but thankfully I think they're starting to see what we see is that, like, yeah. this is not this is not main eventing of WrestleMania. This guy is not yeah. main event material. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's an attraction. His matches will probably be around as long as Lesnar's. But Lesnar is yeah. a different kind of attraction. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be gimmicky stuff, you know. Sure. That, maybe he'll sniff a world title for a minute, but I think that's about as far as it goes. He'll be a transitional champion when he does. And I, you know what? Fine. Yeah. That's what it's going to be I at guess kind of like day. Kane was in his career. He, yeah. Like when he did get it, he was kind of transitional, you know. And they may not even do that. Yeah. Like I said, I see a lot of Ryback parallels in Braun Strowman at this point. So, yeah. He never I won mean, the title either. I prefer Strowman as a human more than I prefer Ryback. Oh, I, with, I would watch a Strowman match over a Ryback match. Sure. I'm, I'm with you on that. But yeah, that's just kind of the thing that I've yeah, noticed. Like, I, I see what you're saying, though. They don't believe I, him as much as you thought that they did initially. Yeah. And I thought, I mean,. I thought if they were listening to the fans that the fans wanted Strowman, and that's why I was convinced that he was going to get the title at some point. And like you said, he still might. But I thought that the Mania thing and the fact that he was injured and that they pushed him, like he wasn't able to do a lot of things, he didn't win the title last year, that they took him off of this Royal Rumble title match for the Universal Championship, the fact that they took him off of that... I thought that he was a shoe-in to win for Mania. That would have been another kind of Steve Austin kind of yeah. thing. Like, Vince McMahon's against him, yeah. and he's trying to, like, you know, hurt his chances of being a champion. But so the fact that... that he was in the Rumble, and they didn't make a big deal about it, was weird. That didn't make any sense to me. because it, it, They literally Vince... announced it, like, on the website that yeah. weekend that he was in the match. Because Vince would have fought against that, you know. Yeah. He should have, if, if that was going to be a story. So, looking yeah. 2020 hindsight... Like, I can see that, well, it didn't even matter. It wasn't yeah. even a thing. They literally just gave him another chance at the title. Yeah. And he got a late draw on yeah. top of just being allowed to be in the match yeah. in the first place. So it doesn't make any sense <laughs> from a Vince McMahon perspective, unless he's just not watching, you yeah. know? Yeah, my heart stopped from both of them on the apron. At the yeah. end of the thing. Yeah. I was like, no! But having all that in my head, it made it that much more exciting at the end of the match, because I, I, like, I cheered when Randy Rollins won. Yeah. I knew at least we're going to get a good wrestling match at yeah. the end of the day. I would have liked to see Balor and Rollins, oh, but yeah. I, I, I guess I'm asking for too much. So yeah, our friend, uh, our friend who was at the at the show, and I got to say, I'm going to give credit where it's due here because he said, you know, in the crowd, we just felt like that was a regular ass Lesnar match. Yeah. But I said, you know what? That didn't feel like that for us, and I yeah. didn't speak for the both of us, but like I, I think the commentary. And stop me here if I'm wrong, but this feels wrong to say. Yeah. The commentary actually sold the what if factor yeah. for the first half of that match really well. I, yeah, I agree. Like I, the whole thing about, oh, Lesnar had an injury there before. Yeah. Oh, so he's that's why he's grabbing his. Live crowd didn't really see a lot of that because yeah. they didn't hear it. Right. And so we had two different experiences yeah. with that match, actually. So I think we saw the better match. 
even though they yeah. we saw the same match. Yeah. But I gotta I gotta give credit to the commentary table because the raw yeah. table is usually garbage. Yeah. But they sold that Lesnar injury, and they really made. There might have been some people even going into the match that did not believe in Balor. Right. That was starting to think it. Yeah. And I was, I, I, I fell yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, so. I, I thought he could, I mean, I know he can do it, but I, I was believing in it too. Yeah. I mean, credit where credit's due. I'm going to go off on the, the Raw commentary team on the next episode because of one of the Raw matches this past week. Because, oh my God. But. <laughs> nice yeah, tease. Yeah. But in this match, yeah, you're right. They, they sold it. The Lesnar sold it really well. Because um, it didn't look really like anything, but he sold it enough, and the commentary team helped him enough yeah. to where it was like, like his yeah. sides got stabbed into the side of the yeah, table. The corner of it, yeah. there was some sort of eternal thing he had yeah. a few years ago. So they were like, yeah, and he, and he kept he kept going back to it too. Yeah. So it wasn't going back to something we talked about earlier. It wasn't like Bianca Belair where yeah. it was just like. I'm out of it and I'm okay. It was like this hurts a lot all yeah. the time. And what's Balor's finishing move? Targeted yeah, right on that area. Yeah. I mean, like that's perfect. Exactly. Like that would have been so perfect. So yeah, so, yeah I enjoyed the match. I was sad, but I enjoyed the match. I even had it. You know, we. I was even saying out loud, I'd like to see. Like, I want to see Balor just go out there, demand his rematch. Yeah. And get it somehow, some way, yeah. and they just they switch it on Raw the next night. That, that would have been. Cool. That'd have been amazing because now you have Balor Rollins, and it would just be that. That is a just book. Mania, you've got all these other gimmicks. I'm sure for Mania, yeah. you've got a clear cut closer with Rousey and Becky, yeah, and then also have a let the best man win match. Right, and that's all you have to do. Keep it fucking simple, yeah. stupid. Because <laughs> Balor Rollins, yeah, you're gonna put that probably in the middle of the show or three quarters in. Yeah, but that's a let the best man win. And let also let the man see what she can do. You know, like there, there's right. there's a tagline in there that I don't have yeah. yet. I'm gonna workshop right. it. Right. But you could that universal title needs a regular ass classic wrestling match yeah. to establish it from not being a garbage match, <laughs> like right. the garbage weird ass like. Yeah. Weird shit happens, and our our universal title matches are all yeah. eight minutes apiece, and they're super weird. Yeah, like stop it. Well, and it would have been such a great callback because the first universal title match was Balor and Rollins. Yeah, and I mean, hey, something could happen between now and then. Yeah, and I've dude, I've seen this company change a title a week before WrestleMania, That's true. the big title. It's happened before. Yeah. It could happen again because, like I said. There's no way Rousey Lynch ain't closing Mania. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you're they they deserve to lose to all their competitors if they can't see that at this point. Yeah, I so. I mean, non spoilers, but I feel like Balor's being pushed towards the Intercontinental thing. I think he's going to sure. be in a thing with Lashley. Sure. So, and, like you said, they could change it, but uh, yeah, because yeah. I it would have been great like if Lesnar just kept or Heyman specifically kept pushing Balor. And brought the demon out. Yeah. And that was the match. Have that on Raw. Like, yeah. You know. So, you know, maybe some, maybe something crazy will happen at Elimination yeah. Chamber. Or yeah. was it Fastlane? Yeah. Oh, we forgot we're getting Fastlane, too. Yeah. So, maybe between now and then, maybe, yeah, maybe. we'll do we'll it. Because so. I thought it was weird that, I mean, they didn't build up to the demon. So, it didn't really make sense for him to do that, since he wasn't, like, upset sure. or angry at Lesnar or whatever. And he has to treat the demon like, like a really yeah. special thing, like... I, 
Universal title kind of yeah. taking down the Beast? Is it the Demon versus the Beast? How is that not a big deal? And but that, that's what the rematch should be, though. It should be, yeah. So, so maybe we'll get that. Maybe. I mean, maybe plans are in motion. Yeah. Like I said, weirder things have happened, yeah. man. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> them change that match on a whim. So I mean, in darker times, but still, yeah. it, it's happened. Yeah. Right. I did like the Brian Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match. I thought it was really good. I thought it was unfortunately placed. Yes, that, that that's a tough position to be yeah. in. Just came off of a really fun women's moment. The women's Royal Rumble should have closed the show because I think everybody's favorite moment, unless you're dead inside, was Becky Lynch winning that Royal Rumble. Yeah, and our mutual friend said that the crowd was just spent. They were yeah. exhausted. Because they were had been cheering and being and counting a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exhausting, Chris. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> Brian and Styles had to have this twenty-five minute match after an hour fifteen minute yeah, match. That crowd was dead. Yeah, so that I need to watch that match again, Brian and Styles. I need to watch it in isolation. Sure. Um, just by itself because I thought it was a great match. Yeah, that crowd reacted like we were watching Hunter versus Booker T yeah, at WrestleMania. Right. Ooh. <laughs> But yeah, it was really. I, I, I really enjoyed the match. I, I it must still, be better. <laughs> I'm still not a huge fan of the Eco Warrior thing, um, but that's it's, the it's, only way he's going to get booed at this point. Know, we yeah. we love Daniel so much, man. I'm I'm on board with this in the sense of like, Daniel is super smart. I even saw a recent yeah. interview with him saying, "I will not play a cool heel. Yeah, I refuse to be a cool, yeah. fun loving heel. If I'm going to be a heel, I'm going all the way yeah. in for it." And this is the only thing you can do right. with this demographic That's true. to piss them off. And I guess it's working on me because I kind of want to see Styles win. You yeah. Know? And oh yeah. No, so he's he's yeah. he's nailing it. He's yeah. he's a different kind of Champa. Yeah. But he is right. He is the Champa that uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 people in Wichita, Kansas deserve. Right. I mean, like, dude, like. You get there and you automatically get the hot dogs and the and the sodas sure. and the plastic cups and you're sitting there and he comes out and tells you what an asshole you are right. for just doing it five minutes ago and you kind of go what the fuck and then he throws a hot dog at you it's it's really like when you hear about like Vince talking about how he doesn't get all those all the vegans you know like yeah. there's because there's a lot of them in his company now yeah. and it really throws them off yeah and still to this day but especially early on like yeah. that's why Punk can never break through with him. My yeah. dad has a drink? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, like, it's that thing. Like, it's new territory, and I dig it. Yeah. Because no one's really done that yet. And, you know, I i mean, it's weird that it could have been Juice Robinson. You're right. It, but I like that it's a, it's a failed idea that they that they put a, they, they, they thought about it again. Yeah. How can we really do this, maybe? And then I'm sure a lot of this is definitely Daniel. I mean, this is Daniel's yeah. personality. Yeah cranked up turned to up 11. and flipped on its side sure yeah. yeah but i think it's i think it's a so good and everybody's booing his ass and yeah. you don't see that in wrestling anymore yeah you're right you're 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 talking me into it <laughs> well daniel talked me into it a little yeah. bit too but i've just been enjoying the ride yeah yeah I, I was do... like beat his ass truth our <laughs> truth can't beat daniel right. Bryan. i love truth yeah. he cannot beat him but i was rooting for right. him in the worst way yeah. after he 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 embarrassed him as santa claus like yeah fuck, fuck that guy <laughs> really i do think it feels a little bit like the straight edge society thing to me especially with eric rowan coming into it yeah um, it has that it does have that and they need to watch it yeah it feels just like a different 
like mask on the same kind of deal. Yeah. Um, just keep it at I think just keep it at one. Yeah. You know, just do it at Rowan. See what you can do with Rowan. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they don't have anything planned for Rowan after oh, his not. deal's up. Yeah. But, you know, that's something at least. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. Like, you know, maybe Rowan's only going to be there for another year or two. Yeah, and this so. is what they're doing with him. And then yeah. they'll send him on his way and be like, wish you luck, dude. Like, yeah. Maybe he'll be back. Who knows? I did like Rowan's Tom Savini shirt. So yeah, oh yeah, that. it was great. Nice, nice callback. Tom yeah. Savini is like a a fan by proxy. Yeah, his kid's a fan. Yeah. Or his, his grandson. Like Sometimes. he's yeah, his grandson's a fan. He takes him to the shows because yeah, he can get the hook like up. in his what seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice crazy. guy. Yeah. They're both. By the way, Eric Rowan's a very nice guy. By the way, yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't trying to be disparaging. Oh, I said yeah. it's very nice to meet her in access. Cool. I just had, <laughs> have to mention that. All right, so, so you won me over. I love the Daniel Bryan gimmick. Done deal. <laughs> no, it, it works. It works for what it is because it's making a lifelong fan of Daniel Bryan who's felt a, sort of a connection because we we're about the same age and he was getting into. He started wrestling training. I would have been in the same class with him if I had done it when I wanted to back right. then. Um, so yeah. I feel that connection to him in that way, like him and yeah. Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, for me to want him to lose takes a lot. And I guess he's doing it. It's yeah. kind of a goofy kind of way to me. Think about, like, people cheer Randy Orton a little bit still to this You're day. Right. And they shouldn't, but yeah. they do. Yeah. And Daniel gets way more booze. It's true. I mean, he's right. the man. Yeah, okay. You, you convinced me. Uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks, I liked it. Yeah, it was That's fine. Yeah. yeah, it was, uh, I mean, Sasha... You know, they just kind of shoehorned her in there because uh, Ronda pushed the issue, I think, in an interview. She yeah. kept pushing for Sasha. Yeah. I think that's just why they did it. They're like, yeah, just to yeah. placate her. And, you know, it's something because we don't really have any, you know, of course, we're waiting for Becky. And this was the that's thing. What it is. This is what Asuka did last year when she had the match against Sasha and she had the match against Bailey. Yeah. That's what Ronda's doing because Bailey and Sasha are icons of the women's division. Maybe they haven't had as much success lately as they did previously but to beat either one of them is still a big deal absolutely yeah it definitely works on your resume your very long long resume yeah so So i don't really have much more to say about that do not care about what they're doing with the smackdown tag team title situation i am as much as we've loved the smackdown tag team division over the past couple years i just forgotten about that chris i'm almost mad that you brought that up well god yeah they they just threw it in the garbage in one night didn't they Yep. that's my favorite thing about the main roster anything yeah and now it's like fuck the, so yeah Miz and Shane are the tag champs now sorry spoiled it but they no, are don't watch it it's yeah, stupid it's dumb and that plus they're not using Sanity even though they're on the show they're not using Gallows and Anderson even though they're on the show it was after the quote fresh start, which SmackDown didn't even need, even though they did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, they bring out Sanity and Anderson and Gallows for like that one match. Yeah, and since and I was then, like, oh great, yeah. Since Finally. then they haven't used them. So if we were wondering about the follow through, which I had been talking about, yeah, yeah, it's not there. It's completely the other way. It's the the. And um, it infected my SmackDown tag team. Yeah, division. they didn't need fixing, and they they made it weird. And this is stemming from the stupid cup 
thing that we didn't yeah. even watch, it's still yeah. a thing that's infecting yeah. everything. And to these daddy issues, because they like The Miz, but his dad legit does not like Miz as a wrestler. Right. He likes guys that are exciting and yeah. flip, flip around and stuff like that. He loves the 205 live show. Yeah, Miz, right. is, Miz is barely a blip yeah. on his radar. That's that's how they sell it, which is 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 a amped up version of real life, yeah. actually, because I... I've heard Miz talk about this in real interviews. And I think I've kind of said this already, but if this was building up to Shane versus The Miz at WrestleMania, fine. But don't involve the tag titles. You don't need to involve the tag titles. Yeah, it'd just easily be a thing if they lost. Yeah. And they continue to lose because it's a failed experiment, and then somebody gets hot about it. Well, Miz, because the whole thing that won this over was Miz talking about his dad, and Shane related to it, and opened up to The Miz because of that, about Vince. Miz should have lied. That should have been a bald face lie sure and shane should have found out maybe before this match during this match whatever like when he was he... interacting with his dad on smackdown yeah he realizes wait miz just lied to my face and got me to be vulnerable and got me to do this from a lie and that's the feud that's a that's a really good actually like real life heated rivalry right sure there. at the same time miz could be using it to get closer to his dad like yeah. Shane's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that too. Yeah, like oh, you're gonna backdoor me, you know, like right. that. There could be those two things yeah. happening at the exact same time. Yeah, but no, yeah. they they push the bar back down, and now yeah. Shane and Miz, for no reason, have the tag titles. The the bar, Chris, the the team yeah. that defeated the New Day yeah. during their historic run. Yeah. That team, yeah. which made them the team. Yeah. And been carrying that division because yeah. they've had to with the Usos right. and the New Day, and they just yeah. they every year. I'm just gonna keep saying they still put titles on them here and there, but somehow, somehow they still deserve better. Yeah, right? How is that possible? Yeah, but it, it's, it's well because WrestleMania ha- last year they got beat by a a child. Yeah, so this yeah, is just, <laughs> this is just it's amazing. Yeah. But there's, there's probably not any two people I actually want to more see defect yeah. to All Elite than those two guys. Yeah. I really, yeah, uh, Cesaro especially because of the yeah. stock he comes from. Like yeah, I, I could see Cesaro that. doing it for sure. Yeah. Sheamus, they've he's kind of you know he feels like a WWE he feels guy like a WWE guy. Him. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's just like maybe he's yeah. fed up too. Yeah. If he does that and buries them, he would deserve to almost yeah. like. How am I a piece of shit? And I've won multiple world titles, and mm-hmm. I, I've accomplished this. I've been in, I've been in films, yeah. Like you would know. He's been in non WWE films. Yeah, like he was in the Turtles movie. Yeah. So it's like he had to pay for that or something, right? <laughs> but yeah, so I'm gonna go down a quick rabbit hole, sure, and come back briefly. But talking about the tag team, so talking about sanity. Talking about Gallows and Anderson, the Usos. They have the thing with Mandy Rose. What is that? Why is that? The yeah. hotel thing. Yeah. Attitude era, like, lingerie fight in a hotel room is basically what that was. Yeah. That's all that was. That's a fresh start, Chris. Yeah. It's it's going back to, like, watered-down Attitude era garbage. Yeah, it is. And I don't like it at yeah. all. At um, the expense of another tag team. Yeah. Yeah, I swear Russo is still, like, a consultant right. watching this yeah. stuff. Or you just have... Or you just have Russo disciples in your writing yeah. staff, you know. And and one of the biggest things, not just the the content of that, but me being super nerd, I noticed the cuts within the the hotel scene. There was like a shot on Mandy Rose's face for whatever reason when there was no camera guy there. That was obviously edited together. That was not a live. That was not a one <laughs> shot thing. Yeah. There were cuts in it, 
and also the fact that why would they be doing that with a cameraman following them yeah it it breaks reality there's no reason why would mandy rose be talking to sonia deville about what she's doing behind jimmy uso and naomi's back if she's like there's a camera in her face well you know how they you know how you actually do that segment at least make it in the realm of reality gtv in a sense, yeah, you have a guy in the closet yeah. shooting from a camera, and you're watching that yeah. footage, and then you see the guy walk out, and ah, and then he walks out, and then he catches Naomi on the way out, and That's then he the goes thing. back and, and puts the right the camera right on yeah. there, and he catches the fight. That's all they had. That was simple. That's the worst thing, because they did that with the cameraman that they had brought in, the taking still photos. And Jimmy's like, still photos? What are you going to do with those? There's a camera guy right behind him. Yeah. I'm speechless. I'm gesticulating in in the room because it's so stupid. I hate it. That's one of the worst things they've done this year so far. It's the worst thing they've done this year yeah. so far. They almost broke you there. Yeah, the yeah. little Lewis Black <laughs> moment there. But also, okay, I'm coming out of the rabbit hole, but quickly I'm going to pass by Raw on this. The segment where the, the assistant walks in on Alexa Bliss. Why did they do that? Did you see that nope. on Hulu? No, I didn't okay. see it. So, it's too dirty for Hulu, I guess. I guess. So on A Moment of Bliss, she had the assistant who brought out her coffee. Okay. I think it was the next week, her assistant is... There's a camera guy there for whatever reason, outside of Alexa Bliss's door, for him to deliver coffee to her, because that's a thing. I guess she's going to have the Goldberg entrance that week right. for A Moment of Bliss. So he's knocking on the door, like, Miss Bliss, I have your coffee, and he knocks on it a couple times... And so he just walks in, and the camera guy follows him. So super realistic. And you're turn- tired. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out she's like standing like three feet from the door, staring at a wall. There's nothing over there. She's just staring there, and she has her like her shirt and bra are off, and she has like a her, towel. She's covered with. I think she has her shirt in her hand or something, covering herself. She acts sort of surprised, like really sedated. It was weird. But apparently, one, Alexa is deaf. She did not hear him knocking for like 30 seconds or calling for her because she's literally three feet away from the door. Maybe she was in the shower. I mean, her hair must have been wet, right? No. No, she was perfectly made She was made standing up? right there. Okay. Staring at the wall. Two, she's staring <laughs> at a wall. Three, she didn't really seem upset. She was kind of, she didn't even seem weirded out. She was just like, hmm. leave. That's also weird and then she turns around and of course like you what's the point why i I don't know sir it makes me angry like in this it does in this era where the women are equal to the men they're gonna go back to this kind of stuff like don't don't yeah i mean they would have to do the same thing for a dude but they didn't yeah i mean that just walk in on finn balor changing his tights like all right yeah at least it's equal yeah yeah Yeah, he's a handsome man (laughs) yeah so like if they do that okay i guess it's still kind of dumb but yeah i don't know it just it really because and there was no follow-up to it it was (laughs) just an isolated segment she had a moment of bliss later that night and there was no follow-up there's never been a follow-up to it so it's even worse yeah especially if you're trying to get She's trying to get back in the ring, get some ring credibility. Yeah, like that exactly. doesn't help at all. Exactly. So like, anyway, are they, are they, is there like a horse race to figure out like who's the next Trish Stratus? Let's throw a bunch of garbage at her and see if she can still pull it off at the end. I don't know. Because they're that Mandy, obviously Alexa, yeah. <laughs> is totally winning that by yeah. a galaxy. But come on, man. So sorry, I had to, I had no. to get the, that off my chest. Please. Um, but good women's stuff. Asuka versus Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. The last match we'll talk about on that show. 
Um, I mean, unless you want to talk about the pre-show too, but nah, I think yeah. this was the best match of the night, really. Because yeah, like, I'll start complaining about the other match, tag division right? if I do. So yeah. let's just talk about that. So Oscar Lynch, it was everything I wanted it to be. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, go go pursue that match. Yeah. Obviously, you kind of know by the way things are going how that match finish happened. Yeah, but maybe not. You know, when you think about it, like maybe not. Yeah, maybe there's going to be a title for title match at Mania. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So I mean, you have to watch the match and find out. Both of them, actually. Make sure you yeah. watch them watch them back-to-back, back especially. That's back even back. better. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go do that now. So we're going to get to the matches of the weeks. I guess you want to do that. But since we've already seen all of the super cards of the month, and we've been talking about the super cards for this entire show at this point, super card match of the month. WWE or all? Um, let's just go all. And it's hard to beat that world title match at Wrestle Kingdom. You think the Omega Tanahashi match? Yeah, it's it's real good. See so that or Black Black Champa? Yeah, let's 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 do one of each. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Done. Big WWE Supercard match of the month: NXT Takeover Phoenix Champa Black. And worldwide, it's the Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So those are your main events to watch in your yeah. in your custom Supercard for the month. We're going backwards here, so. Uh, the other matches that you should definitely watch, uh, the best one that took place during week one, we, we figured we finally got a hand, handle on it, because there was like really three contenders for this one. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think we're going to have to give it to Mustache Mountain versus Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, yes. which was a semifinal match for the NXT UK Tag Title Tournament. Yes, the four-man tournament, which is kind of barely a tournament. <laughs> I did want to four, say... Four-team tournament. Yeah, yeah four-team tournament. The, on that 205 Live, we watched that one together, yeah. and that was the one where uh, Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese were like watching the show the whole time. And go back if you watch the show because both of those matches on that show were really good. I yeah. like the Tozawa uh, Gulak match. Yeah, Tony Nese has a drink in his hand, yeah. um, color coordinated with his shirt, yes. and he's shaking that thing the entire 45 minutes or 50 minutes of the show. Like, he, like every time you go back, he's still shaking his drink. That's why he's got the eight abs instead of six. Right. That's part of his regiment. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like a shake weight kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I back um, it. <laughs> also, that week on SmackDown, uh, Sonya Deville debuted a finisher that's real dumb. Yeah, it's not very good. It? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like she DDTs good. herself, basically. Yeah. yeah, you don't know who got hurt. Yeah. So that's got to go. That's got to go. Definitely. All right, week two. Week two... Um, also a toughie because like you had that six man main event on UK with all of British Strong Style reuniting for the first time in a while, at least on television. Uh, actually, for the first time on WWE television. Yeah, uh, that was a big deal against Gallus. That was amazing. But I think in a, and then like two hundred five, both matches were amazing on yeah, there. Yeah. But I think the main event of two hundred five live, Hideo Itami versus Cedric Alexander, that thing was a nail biter. Yep. So good. Yep. And you know. Welcome back to the matches of the week, Cedric Alexander. Yes. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think not not since the uh, Leo Rush Alexander match. If I enjoy, like, so it's yeah. been a few months, yeah. but he's just consistent, man. Sometimes yeah. are just matches are better than others, but yeah. that one was so good. Oh yeah, that's not saying anything about him. Yeah, yeah, just, no, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. So um, I will say that week on that Raw, I liked how that Raw began and ended. That was the one where it started with Lashley and Rollins fighting in the back. Yeah. And that was, it started before the show started, so yeah. they just had a camera running up to it. And then the Cena the, thing happened. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's realism. That's the yeah. Becky Lynch attacking Ronda Rousey, and we didn't see how it started. Yeah. That is the complete opposite of what we were just talking about with those yeah. two the things with uh, Alexa Bliss and Naomi and uh, Mandy Rose. But it started with that, and the show ended with them brawling again. 
So I thought that was a great bookend. I, I liked how that, that Raw was framed. Occasionally Raw will inspire decent television, yes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's gotten better, but this last, I didn't like this last week's Raw. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, but I will watch it. Alright, so going over to week three of this run, and I think this one, you know, this is one of those things where uh, I don't think this week was all that good for any of the shows except for the, of course, consistent 205. 205 was awesome that week. Yeah. Uh, the NXT UK main event, I think, blew away everything that week. Yeah. Like, like I said, 205 is the only thing sniffing this. But go watch Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Yep. Oh, my God. It yep. was like... It was real good. It was like watching the Rockers and Demolition at their prime against yeah. each other. Or like the Hearts and the Rockers. Like one yeah. of those kind of great tag matches... Yeah. And it was just, man, so good. So, so damn good. Because we talked about how good the Eichner-Bartel versus Birch and Lorcan match. Yeah. Go watch that, too. I mean, you could fit that in the Supercard. It's only four minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so please add that to it. And watch the rise of this really exciting young team yeah. of Eichner and Bartel. Now they're wearing each other's flags on both of their tights say, yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And so, I will say that was the post blackpool takeover show so usually in american nxt it's usually just a recap show with a couple matches here like two usually two at most um but this uk nxt taped at the takeover blackpool show was taped beforehand had three matches they were all really good and it was barely a recap show it was like a full show just happened to be taking place at the same location yeah they did it really well a lot better than u.s does i yeah yeah, that's uk did a way better post takeover show yeah definitely be remiss if we didn't quickly bring up the uh the 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 bringing up of uh umberto carrillo into 205 live i had a great debut match against the champ buddy murphy yeah which uh, was a ma- you know all you can hope in a debut is to have your John Cena moment where right. you lose amazingly and he yeah. did, yeah. but that's worth checking out. And then he had a, an amazing outing also the next week against Grand Metalik. Mm-hmm. So Garillo is going to be he's going to be real, I mean he comes yeah. from a great it's Hector Garza's nephew, nephew. Yeah, yeah the late Hector Garza who his son Hector Garza Jr. is out there too doing things so. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be a thing at some point. They have brought up the fact that he is yeah. uh, related to Hector Garza, at yeah. least. So, yeah, he just seems like a natural, man. Yeah. These, these guys make it look so easy. Yeah. He looks like a baby, too. I know, he looks like 12. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's crazy. He looks younger than Jordan Devlin. Yeah, yeah. And that's saying something. Yeah. But he's going to be good. Um, it just 205 across the board, just killing it. So freaking good. But here's the thing. Speaking of rising superstars, the guy that we've been raving about for the longest time, Mustafa Ali... Still making the scene on SmackDown, yeah. and it, it, he's already had a bunch of wow moments. Them in a fun kind of reality based feud with Joe, yeah. so that's been fun to watch. But the guy that we know is just destined for greatness, Andrade. Yep, the artist formerly known as Andrade Cienalmas. Yeah. Andrade has uh, the inevitable uh, rivalry slash feud with Rey Mysterio that had to happen. Yeah, is happening right now. Yes, and oh. it's really good every single time. Yeah, just. Anything that they've been involved in where they're both yeah. in the ring, just watch it. And of course, week four, match of the week in a runaway, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade in a two out of three falls match. I'm not going to spoil it. No. It's, uh, but that sounds like a blow off to a few to two out of three fall match. Right. But there's a little bit of a twist to it. Yeah. And 
I think I'm going to call it right now that they will fight each other at WrestleMania. I can see that, yeah. And it'll be for the U.S. title. Okay, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. And a fuck the border wall match. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Andrade and Ray kind of showed they were actually human in that match because they did miss one of their moves, and like because Ray jumped off the ropes and they didn't quite get it. Sure. That was the first time in like three weeks after all of these. Like I haven't seen a lot of this stuff before. Yeah. Like the the Mexican destroyer was what I'm calling it now that, that Ray does. <laughs> right. And, then, and just everything they do, which is so amazing. Oh, and Madalik out. I honestly outdoing Ray on that jump out. Yeah. The Hurricane Rana. Yeah, oh my yeah, god. Yeah. So that was the the Grand Madalik Alberto Carrillo match, where he outdoes Ray. They're like they're all watching each other's matches now, and be right. like, all right, see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane what's going on right yeah. now. Lucha Libre, I'm telling you, it's not just the mask guys. Like you know, yeah. Well, I mean, Carrillo they, and Andrade, they're not. It's not 100 percent mask if you watch yeah. it anyway. Yeah. But like guys like Carrillo and Andrade, they're really yeah. proving that this could be a whole show. I mean, WWE yeah. could easily have a whole show of this. Oh yeah, if they wanted sure. to. But yeah. I like the fact that they're going to be in the mix with everybody else. Yeah. They're going to win world titles, and it's yeah. going to be so much fun to watch. Well, I like it that there's different because I mean. It's a different... There are all sorts of different styles. It's not just the WWE style. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And the longer it goes on, the better that'll get, trust me. Because yeah. the, the new guard will see to that. And yeah. I, I think that that's, a, that's something you could definitely uh, set your watch to. It'll, yep. It's an inevitability. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm spent, Chris. Let's get out of here. Yeah, that was it, was... it was good. It was a lot to talk about. And there's actually another week in January. So we will announce the... Regular TV match of the month on the next episode, which will be just in a couple weeks, like we talked about. Um, but you'll be able to find that episode on cnjradio.com, the home of the CNJ Radio network of podcasts. Go there for movies and music and wrestling and all sorts of great stuff. More stuff always on the way. And go to our Facebook and our Twitter at House Show to interact with us. And yeah. Stuff. I, I recently mentioned to uh, Mauro Ranallo, or I tweeted kind of at him when a retweet saying that they need to, WWE needs to release the NXT TakeOver uh, commentaries, like as a podcast, yes. because I would I would listen to those in the car. Oh, yeah. Like, amazing. And he, he said thanks, so. That's, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Mauro, oh, he's, he's so good. He can do yeah, a dude. whole show on yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Like those, the the video from the table yeah. after the takeovers that they it's, always release yeah. now those are the best yeah it started last year in new orleans yeah. it's just it's always great yeah i, I love it because he's so animated because yeah. it, it wanted i think this latest one he looks over at nigel at one point and says did you see that and just the look on his face is like <laughs> he's like a genuine he's, he's a know? kid yeah. he's such a fan he's yeah. such a kid and I like watching Nigel corpsing on the table because you know yeah. you never know if they're the, the you know you never know if the camera's on you. Yeah, you can see Percy do it sometimes. And they're too, just yeah. all kind of hiding their yeah. face, like they're just laughing. But they're not making fun of him. They just he's just a, he, yeah. he's entertaining. It's them. infectious. Yeah. yeah, totally. And you know, and, and Nigel's supposed to be all serious and stuff. Right. You know, so yeah, there's also that factor. But so. yeah, this is what I get up to over on Twitter. So go follow that stuff. Yeah, see us next time. We're going to uh, do a new spin on the St. Valentine's Day Massacre or something like that. Right. <laughs> oh, somebody materialized from the from the back of the room or something like Big Show. Sure. 1999, my friend. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah bye. Tonight we proved what we've been talking about all along. We showed the whole NXT universe what this should be all about.
Because we're special. No nonsense, just viciousness, brutality, and straight to the point. Marcel Bartel, the best technical NXT superstar, or NXT UK superstar for that matter. And Fabian Eichner, the strongest pound for pound superstar. Wonderful.